who will survive. Apparently they're changing their strategy. There's been, they've realised it would lead to a quarter of a million deaths. This herd immunity stuff. <laughs> you probably, probably could have saw that come. Yeah, I was thinking. I'm very. I hated GCSE science. Mm. So like oh, science on this mass- scientific, I'm useless at. Yeah, I'm just useless. But even I thought this is a bit dodgy. Mm. So like, college has been open. Students have been in. It's been. Like, I'm kind of almost, like, it's just getting psychosomatic at this point. Anytime I feel like any kind of strain in my throat, I'm like, have I got it? Mm. It's like, it, it's a, but for you, have you, you haven't got it, have you? I don't think so. Like, it's hard to say. Like, I don't think I have. But every time You've I have got to save me, this for the podcast as well, actually. Should, do you want to just say we've started? It can be a casual yeah, one. On, yeah, go on then. Yeah, so just to fill everyone in, yeah, I've been, I've been self-isolating the last two days which sounds more dramatic than it is. I, I Basically, I had a sore throat on Friday, Thursday, Friday. I can't. I think I said it on the po- last podcast we did. I think I was saying I was feeling it. And then when I recorded with John and Way, thought I had a bit of a sore throat. And then Friday night, it kind of turned into a cough. And then Saturday, Sunday, I've been, I was basically Dave Melter. So expect a lot of me hitting the mute button today uh, on this podcast because I am coughing quite a bit. So I've got a bad cough. I'm a bit achy and tired. I don't know. It's one of them, isn't it, though? Like, the idea is if, if you have those symptoms, you're supposed to self-isolate. So, yeah, I've been uh, I've been hiding out in uh, in Grapple Towers South. On the upside, you can the Melter cosplay is working out. <laughs> I was going to say... With the big cough on. I wanted to be like Melter, but I didn't know this was the way. Um, before as well, I uh, tonight I ordered a pizza for food and I followed the advice. I got the, the Domino's that I had to knock on the door and leave it outside. So, like, he left it outside, and I went out to get it. I heard him, like, beep. So I opened the front door, and he was in his car, giving me a nice thumbs up as I grabbed my food and walked back into the house. Uh, I do look quite the state as well, because uh, I'm not feeling the best. But I don't know. I think I think it's one of them, though, isn't it, JP? Like, you were just saying, like, when you're... If you have any symptoms at this point, you, you are going to think you've got it, aren't you? And I was saying to you guys, yeah, I mean, my mum is definitely of the type to... She's panicking, and I'm expecting her to turn up at my house with a carload of toilet paper and pasta. Whereas my dad's just like, oh, you'll be all right, lad. You'll be fine. You'll get over it. Be a man. Man up. Uh, it's hard to really say. It's it's wild times that we're living in at the moment, isn't it? It feels like everything's on a kind of a knife edge. Mm. You're, you know, doing your best to kind of not prevent Walton descending into <laughs> of More some chaos. sort of Mad Max Fury Road style situation. <laughs> yeah. But there is a, yeah, there's a sort of post-apocalyptic vibe to it. That, you've been, you've been you know, to Morrison's this week, JP? I haven't been to Morrison's this week. I braved a supermarket on Sunday morning. Where went in. Just the Sainsbury's local at Cowley Centre near me. Mm. It was as much as I could do. It wasn't as bad at 10am on the Sunday. Now, that's not a local. That's a mix between a local and a main store, that one. Yeah, it is, Like an express. It? Yeah, Sorry, I'm very specific about mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, supermarket sizes, dimensions, all the rest and of it. And they're changing it. They were selling them in crazy time, in normal times. I say normal times. What's that? Um, beforehand, they were going to change their entire strategy about closing down loads of these express stores. Yeah, they and were. The rest they seem to be everywhere. Can't mm. move for fucking little mini stores I think around. The same as loads of that. Six in Oxford alone. Mm. Like in the town centre. 
I'm surprised the neighbours haven't opened one in the same little block next I, to me. I've got a couple of big Sainsbury's near me, but it's most when it's the little ones, it's mostly the little Tesco's I've got. Oh, ah. my, my local supermarket is a massive Sainsbury's, but not massive, not super size. Mm. There's a, there's another one in Oxford that's like a super size one, but it's a good one. <laughs> it's good bargains in there. As big as Asda in Wolverhampton. Oh, that's that is. Yeah, now with that's proper supermarket fair. That. That's the best thing about Wolverhampton, that place. <laughs> <laughs> that and um, Will Cooling, obviously. The Hangar, yes. Will oh, Cooling, yes. Jack Snack Bar, all the gangster types hanging around there. <laughs> Definitely like money laundering going on there, I think. Are they doing me for libel? Probably. <laughs> I don't think anyone from Jack Snack Bar listens. Um, I think in this stage, I think we're beyond libel, worrying about libel laws <laughs> at this stage. We'll just yeah. blame it on the coronavirus. Yeah, my corona take two weeks ago is uh, looking worse <laughs> by, the, by the week, isn't well, it? Well, I was going to say, like, thinking of, like, Wolverhampton, there was a Fight Club Pro show there on Friday, and apparently there's no running water in the women's toilets. And it's they just, ran like, on Friday, did they? Yeah, they did. They still ran Even the show. Yeah, TNT had the show on Sunday. There were a few shows that kind of snuck through. Riptide mm-hmm. had the show. Most people are like a counselor now for like the the entire summer, but I don't. It's one of them I can't judge because, like, like I said to John away on the post thing, I went to Germany. I kind of happily went along to Carrot, kind of thinking, ah, it'll be fine. And then, like a week later, I'm thinking, uh, was that really a smart decision? Uh, I don't know at this point. Well, you don't you know did what to come do. back Europe's foremost wrestling <laughs> cor- coronavirus um, expert, Benno. So well, don't be playing that down. Turns out to be the case. Yeah, it's me and Doctor Patel. Where the two you uh, you turn to when you want to know about uh, COVID nineteen. He was bloody good, old Patel. Oh, he was. He was. He was, he was outstanding. On with Meltzer and on with John and Way. Just mm. good stuff. Even just his little explanation about how long the germs are alive for, like, you know, where it comes from. Like, it was just, like, simple stuff that, mm. like, really been reported so much on the news as simple as that. And, mm. yeah, no, good good stuff on it, Al Patel's part. Yeah, it's, it's nuts that you've got to turn to wrestling media to get that kind of insight, isn't it? Because yeah. everything else is just so, there's just so, so much misinformation like uh, mm-hmm. you'd be glad to not be on Twitter, Joe, because you'll be surprised now. The uh, the wrestlers of the world don't uh, probably have got worse advice than you did a couple of weeks ago. Like there's been some. That fucking... wasn't advice. That was just uh, a <laughs> worst take I think I'll ever have oh. on anything in my life. <laughs> but you could be worse. You could be Silas Young. Silas Young thinks again. you could be worse. You could be Silas Young. He thinks it's all a conspiracy to hold us down and, and control oh. the public. Brian Pillman Jr. thought it was a conspiracy and posted this whole thing about how he thinks it's nonsense and he doesn't know anyone who's got it. And then he, he had to do a tweet like two days ago saying, yeah, I think I might have it, lads. Which <laughs> is just fucking irony. Fuck me, I was never that bad, was I? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're not. That's, These are a different... wandering into anti-vaxxer territory oh. there. Really. Oh, is one as well, isn't he? Yeah. They're fucking awesome. They're notable by their absence at the moment, the anti vaxxers. <laughs> As are the Russians. They've been quiet on this. Yes, they? they have. <laughs> Misinformation. Radio silence. I, haven't, I might stick something. We're talking Russia. about the FSB here, by the way. It's not just like a general statement about the Russian populace. I might stick something Russia today on, I think. I used to have it on my Freeview box. I don't, mm. know, I, I don't know if it's tuned anymore, but. I'll have a little look at that because I always find Russia Today a, little, a fascinating channel to tune into for five minutes. It's it like is. watching Fox, New- Fox News, isn't it? You can kind of just tune yeah. in and, and enjoy some of the propaganda. and just like, It's like I've mentioned a couple of times when I listen to Wrestling Observer Live, that, um, what's it called, Talk USA or whatever it's on. Like, this yeah. just, oh my, hearing that side of the world where you think, you know what, if I was a country bumpkin and I was listening to this news about how the Democrats are all evil and how Donald Trump is, uh, is the one true voice... I could definitely see people being uh, militarized or, yeah, extreme turned into a Republican extremists. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's been clips of there was a Fox Business host who was calling it a democratic democratic hoax. That was less than a week ago. Mm. I had Tucker Carlson two weeks ago. I was doing. Um, yeah. I, did I say this last week? Ago? I can't remember. I was doing Fox News stuff for news in class. Watched a good few Fox News clips, and he was talking about it as like this fake conspiracy and this virus that isn't real and this thing that's not going to be true. And it was like, fuck it out. Like this isn't good at all, is it? But yeah, yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, let's just hope that I honestly think watching Trump in recent, in the last week yeah. or so, I don't know, like this is completely different. This is people's lives was health mm. uh, on a different scale. And you know, he's not exactly been presidential as he, no. I'm no. hoping this is the straw that well and truly breaks the camel's back. Well, it's, I can't yeah. see how, the, how he can get away with this at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> what's the natural extension you get coronavirus just to own the libs I mean like you know the, the, <laughs> that's it, what Brian gets, Pillman did it is yeah exactly and and what you kind of hope is that kind of like just bullshit is I mean it's the thing about viruses and pandemics they really don't give a fuck about your feelings and they don't care about what your political biases it's are like a bad, so a bad guy so you, you've had a news chat yeah exactly it's like it reminds me of like I am legend. I think I am legend is shit because mm. it's like proper bad guy. It's just like cannon fodder that Will Smith has to shoot. Yeah, and then whereas the Amiga the- Man is f- the the original I am legend is fucking awesome. It's got these weird zombie type blokes who've got like proper characters or proper deviants, mm. nasty. Yeah, isn't anyway. isn't the moral of I am legend supposed to be like the the monsters are actually just trying to survive? And they're just trying to trying to help each other, and they just left that entire scene out of the movie. Is that that one where they just cut that entire part out and just? I made them, didn't know about didn't, that. I didn't know about that. I thought like, the film was shit. I like the first ten minutes, I and mean, then after that, it was down here. When he's going through Times Square and yeah. it's sort of yeah, yeah. I think like there's one of the monsters who's desperately trying to kill Will Smith, and they just in the film present it like oh, it's just this evil monster trying to kill Will. But if you actually watch the way some of the scenes are shot, I think it's just trying to save the other one that like Will Smith's already. Uh, God or or is kidnapped or something like that. I'm sure that's that film anyway. But, I'd be up for a, yeah. a rebirth of the I Am Legend franchise <laughs> with uh, Dave Batista as the lead. That'd be awesome, don't you reckon? I think he could well, be better. Anyway. Do you reckon he's better than My Spy, which no one can probably going to go and see at the moment? It's on at the cinemas. That's starring Big Dave. That I listened to Camo's review of, and he said it was perfectly functional, mm. and that. And that Big Dave does have some decent comic chops, but we've known that for a little while now, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, him and him, him and an I am legend. Fuck it, I'm I'm happy to watch him do most things. To be honest with you, look, mate, we're in we're in a, a crazy upside down world. If Dave oh. Batista can do that. Wayne Rooney can write articles for the Daily Telegraph, f- filling us all in on what's going on with the wow. coronavirus. That's the world we're living in now. I think Eddie Kingston's the prime minister now. I think, uh, yeah, it's That's kind it. of the, the world's upside down. It's it's Mad Max Fury Road. These are our real uh, leaders. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, I expect that it'll turn into the road soon enough, and we'll be fine <laughs> the other and trying to avoid cannibals out on the streets. Um, uh, the weather yeah. since the end of the year has been a bit road-like. I mean, well, it's yeah. like storms, like mad rain. It's been a wild start of the year, hasn't it? Mm. Well and truly, it's very much penance for the last decade. I need yeah. to set up a film. I've got the in-laws there at the moment, so I haven't really been able to watch many films, but I've been having a proper craving for some proper dystopia. Starting, <laughs> up, a little, starting up a little list of films I want to watch. Mm. Children and Men at the top. 
Contagion yeah. was going to give that a watch. I saw there was some statistic about yeah. it being the most downloaded film in the world at the moment or something. Yeah. I don't know how true that is. Threads might be worth a rewatch. Yeah. Starring uh, Martin Bushby, a British wrestling experience, wife, Lisa. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think she's in it as a baby or something. Yeah. Oh, I remember him saying that. Yeah, yeah. As like, a, as like an extra or something like that. That's yeah. right. I was considering starting The Leftovers. Hmm. That's Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, the, the Leftovers features... What was it? Two, three percent of the world's population yeah, yeah. just disappear. And Alan Johnson from Peep shows in it as well. Yeah, that's right. As yeah. a kind of preacher type. I'd be yeah. interested in your view on that because it is good, but like you've seen it, haven't you, JP? And like yeah, season yeah. one to two are just two completely different shows. And Absolutely. Like I, I know loads of people who much prefer the original season, and loads of people who think it's better than the second season. I like both, to be honest. But it, it it's not the most consistent of shows. But perfect for like this end of world scenario. I think it was like the idea that the first series is really based on the book. Mm. I never read the book, but it was based on that. And the second series sort of went off then. And then it kind of episodes went completely off the reservation, mm. like the spy episode and the rest of it. Um, but it's, it's well worth watching. Well, while we're doing it, like dystopian things to keep us entertained as we all enter self-isolation. <laughs> soon enough. I've been copying what you were going to do, JP. I've been watching Cab from the start. And the first thing that shocked me, like, I don't know if you're aware of this, Joe, the original series of Cab, the year 2000 that came out. 20, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. years ago. The, the pilot the pilot movie, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's Larry. Yeah, yeah. It's called, like, it's Larry David. Weird, yeah, he's got a different wife, hasn't he? He's got kids and stuff. It's kind of odd. And Jeff's, like, way more of a player in it as well. Like, Jeff was a bit of a cheat early on, but he's, like, proper, like, outward, like, nasty piece of work. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, but it's like a, yeah, it's like a tester, isn't it, for what they were gonna do? But that, that was filmed in 1999. Like yeah, that, just, yeah. that just blew my set. Wrestling does it to me all the time because like four decades of curb, mate. Before oh, that's great. Like and wow. the thing is, La- Larry's looked 70 since the year 2000. Like he's yeah. age, he's age maybe a little bit now, but the difference between like 52 year old Larry David and 72 year old Larry David isn't huge. He still walks the same. Mm. <laughs> like watch his walk it's really distinct and it's exactly the same yeah, yeah nice. I, th- this is something now i'm now thinking in the next few weeks well i've already got no reason not to watch every episode of curb your enthusiasm i can't believe there's an hbo man yeah yeah you are, you've never watched it yeah yeah mm. it's it, i don't like american sitcom usually it's for me like far and above the best american sitcom ever yeah i, I- think it, there hits a point with a lot of stuff that he kind of think, well, do I need to start from the beginning? Fast and the Furious, for example, but I, where I feel like I need to do that in order to go back to get the full experience of it. Joe insists I don't have to do it. <laughs> There's a part of me now thinking, well, the scenario is there, isn't it? I know what you like film-wise. It's not worth it, mate. No? Like, I know Benno loves it. He'll probably tell you differently. I, I think you'll get ironic joy out of some of the worst ones, like Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, that's a JP film if I ever saw one. But there's nine of them, mate. <laughs> nine of them. But you're forgetting we're talking to JP, though. Like, how many times do we have a conversation? You yeah. don't need to watch this, JP. And then we come back next week and he's watched six hours of guitar wrestling. Yeah, but that's that's wrestling. That's <laughs> it, you see. I will watch that kind of bullshit while thinking, why haven't I watched this? Although, <laughs> on Friday, I watched Silence of the Lambs, which oh. bloody well holds up, I might add, as a, as a crack. If it was on Netflix, and I was, I was at the girlfriend's, she was like, oh, watch this. And I was like, yeah, all right, I haven't seen this in years. It's completely flew by. Mm-hmm. And a great, great film. I know Hopkins is sort of hamming it up and the rest, but Jodie Foster is just uh, exceptional. A, and it's still an iconic role in the yeah. performance as well. Like, there's no denying that. It is, absolutely. Um, 
so that that was quite fun i watched the um, heat on friday like i just oh. I hadn't seen what? it in, in a while. And it's like, it's the original, like, tweener film, isn't it? Where the ba- it's Shades of Grey. It's proper attitude era. Like, the baby face is kind of the baby face in Pacino. And De Niro, he is the heel, but you kind of emphasise with what he's trying to do. Like, the, the first 20 minutes of that film, I'd still put up against any other movie of all time. Like, everything down to the, that, ori- that original heist when they take out the big... Um, oh, so truck. It's just brilliant, isn't it? The sound on that yeah. heist is blow away as well mm. like, i know jp saw that the cinema yeah that must be blowing your bloody ears absolutely off. mad there was that and casino came out within like two weeks of each other so i was like went and watched both of them you and immediately sh- thinking heat was the one originally i was like oh, i'll enjoy casino it was obviously like kind of flashy and the yeah, rest of it yeah. but heat stuck with me and mm. then i ended up buying it when it came out on video that was still a thing i don't think casino's a great film i think no no no, no everyone's ass- everyone's an arsehole yeah yeah casino's a good fella sequel that's that's not as strong as goodfellas nah. yeah. and you don't have the empathetic like ray Liotta, yeah. henry hill style character in there either yeah. And I, I don't think Sharon Stone's role is as good as Lorraine Bracco's role. No. Goodfellas. Everyone's loathsome. Who do yeah. you root? And that's like, it's not bad by any means. It's like a six mm. out of ten film. But when most of his films have been nine or ten out of ten films, it's like... Yeah. And especially when you've got Goodfellas in your mind when you're watching mm. it throughout as well, is it doesn't... It, yeah. Which you don't have, like, watching The Irishman because it's a different May type of films. I wasn't thinking of, say, a Goodfellas during that. Mm. Um, what were we saying before? Uh, what was the... Yeah, for heat, though. What I liked is how we both made a mutual sound at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Joyous sound when thinking of that film. That says it all. Oh, because you... I'm knowing, Benno, you spent a good three... That was a that was three hours well spent. Uh, I did it very JP as well. Like, I stopped, I made some food. I kind of, I dragged it out. I reckon it took me about four hours to get through it. That's uh, all right. It was a good, if it was we, a good if experience. If we were the cast of Heat, who would be who? I reckon I'd be Pacino. The only <laughs> one who goes most over the top, gets most angry. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Who'd be De Niro? I'd say Benno. And you're Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer's brilliant in it, to be fair. A, a prick. <laughs> <laughs> a prick in real life. How about that? You could be John Voight. Uh, oh, I like being Val Kilmer. Okay. Actually. Ma- Mar- Getting away with it at the end. Oh, yeah. Be- Met your wife on the set of Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still married to her? No, probably not. I don't know. You'd hear the stories, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> like I've ever met the man. <laughs> Did you um, take advantage, JP, of Saturday of a uh, match of the day being cancelled and then BBC decided to slot Mrs. Brown's boys in, in its place? Oh, uh, oh. As soon as I saw that headline, I thought to you, kick us while we're that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No chance of watching that. Um, yeah, I knew that was on. And, and that just felt like just kicking football fans when they were down frankly they should have put like a classic match on or something why not put like i don't know a, an old england game on or something or an old mm. a great fa cup fight what about liverpool versus west ham 2006 just put the highlights great of great fight. games on the four threes you were talking about liverpool new get Castle. lineker in get him to a classic match of a day yeah Next retro week, classic match of a day they look at a classic match they get some pundits in. You think, if you do that Liverpool-Newcastle 4-3 from the 95-96 season, you can get some players from the time, and you get Robbie Fowler in for the... Steve well, he's McManaman. in Australia. Oh, he's he? in Brisbane Raw. Well, yeah. I don't know what McManaman's BT contract's like, but get him in. Les Ferdinand, I don't know, Warren Barton. Oh, he's in America as well, isn't he? Get a few of the players. <laughs> Gavin Peacock, I'm sure he's... 
Philippe Albert. He's a priest. Go, uh, Gavin Peacock. I'm thinking of Darren Peacock. Oh, you remember oh, the Newcastle yeah. centre back? Oh, yeah, that's the And if you do the night, David James. If you do the 96, 97 one, Stan Collymore, there you go. Yeah. You could bring Shearer in. He was at Newcastle by 97. He can talk about that game. Can we dress oh, them up a, in retro a gear, John? there. You are. Can we dress them up in retro gear? Can we put them in them white suits that Liverpool wore to that cup? Oh, final? the Spice Boys. Mate, I listened to a podcast last week with my favourite football journalist, Rob Smith, about the Spice Boys. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Podcasts similar to this where they ramble a lot of shit. You know, the production values aren't overly high, yep. but if they're relatable. I'd like to think we are. <laughs> <laughs> Talk very much from a fan's perspective as well. Great stuff. That's an idea. You could do it in the match of a day slot and the match of a day two slot. If it. Lineker's listening, or if he's not, put him on. <laughs> get Danny Baker on as well. He'd be on that <laughs> laugh. Bring him back. Oh, I love the man. Did you see what they did uh, last night instead of match of a day two, though? No, what? Uh... Point Break. The original. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. allowed to still show that? Oh, yeah, mate. Inspired. Uh, um, what, what, would, what would you call it? Curation by the BBC there, i got to say. I was like, yes. If... Like, I saw Point Break and was like, is this the remake? 1991. Get in. I didn't watch it. I got it on Blu-ray. Didn't need to. But <laughs> I thought for anyone who's at a loose end, <laughs> what better film to watch on a loose end on a Sunday night than Point Break? It it is the type of film that did seem to be on every night at like one in the morning on BBC Two, like for years. So it doesn't surprise there, me it was on TV. Rather like when Total Recall. I, I yeah. there was a point in time I think I saw that like four times in a month because <laughs> it was on ITV Four. Like all the time, and I was—it was on. And I was like, I'm kind of compelled to watch this now. They did that a lot with films around that point, didn't they? On yeah. TV for I remember them showing Red Sonia and Red <laughs> Red Heat loads as well. Like not too good shorts, nigga. No, I was going to say Raw Deal as well as a weaker one. Of oh the no, shorts, I love nigga. Raw Deal. I think really? Raw Deal was one of the underrated ones. A bit of his wife and that birthday cake where she gets really angry when she's drunk. Do you not remember that bit? That seems a bit too like domestic. I like, I like my commando, Arnie, is really... Oh, yeah, so do I, but revisit Raw Deal. If you fancy and you know, a bit of underrated Arnie, it's better than Ready, it's better than Red Sonja, it's better than the Conan films. If, well, if you're ranking Arnie, what do you go? Like, Terminator 2 is obviously number one. It's Running yeah. Man's up there for me. Yeah, for me, Total Recall, I think, has got to be number two. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd have Running Man number I, three. Just got, not, not just because the main character's no, called Benson no, Richard. I was going to say, I'm going Commando and Total Recall. Mm. Two and three, yeah. True Lies. I'm going to go with a shocking choice to throw in there. Kindergarten Cop. Oh, I love Kindergarten <laughs> yeah. Cop. Mate, jingle all the way. Sort that, of sit about. That, that's where the age difference comes oh, in. Oh, there. I, 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 I never saw it. I it last Christmas. It was great. Oh, okay. It, it, it holds up. Sinbad in that. Not Sinbad yeah, from is. Brookside. Although that would have been a very interesting <laughs> story. I wish it was. It. I saw a film with Sinbad in a couple of weeks ago. I thought of you, Benno. What was it? A, uh, Distant Voices Still Lies. Oh, I thought you were going to say Fifty First State then. I'm not sure if he's in that film. <laughs> oh, that, that is a fucking awful. Shot, shot in my local nightclub. that I, It was like literally over the road where I grew up. And like it was the nightclub where when I was like 15, 16, I was like, oh, when I'm 18, I'm going to go there. They filmed, they filmed the film there and then it got demolished soon after when I was about 17. I was just, I think I tried to go once and didn't get in because I clearly looked about 12. Uh, I never quite made it in there, unfortunately. But I've, I've been to the pharmacist and the shops where that film is uh, set. It's uh, and, and, and the streets as well. Uh, but I think a lot of it's uh, set in Manchester and Witness and all kinds of places. You're not a fan of Fifty First Sight. You feel like you've been. You're sounding like you were sold a, a raw uh, 
bill of goods there, really, weren't it's, you? It's not a great film, let's all be honest, but it's hilarious. No. It's the worst example of post-Tarantino yes. shite. Yes, yeah. Where, like, yeah. Con- self-conscious kind of uh, cool-making, cool-making? Cool cool-film yeah. fooling-making. There <laughs> we go again. Filmmaking kind of became, like, a theme, like, see um, things to do in Denver when you're dead as mm. well. Yeah, I was trying to be see that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Where would you um, have um, twins in the Arnie list? Not up there. I don't mind it. I don't. Junior, I think, is pretty shit, but I can watch it. Look, I can watch most Arnie. Um, I draw the line of collateral damage. That was tripe. Eraser. Oh, I love Eraser. That's very and good. And my cousin, had, uh, well, my uncle, Dodgy, had a copy of it on video, like Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and the end scene was different to the end scene in the like cinematic cut, mm. and I've never seen that fit that cut since. I can't find the scene anywhere. Mm. Completely different ending. I don't know how he got it, and that scene doesn't seem to exist anywhere. Do you know what we've forgotten in all of this? By the way, Predator. I watched it. I remember I was talking about it recently. Yeah. I watched it recently. I I think Predator's overrated. Yeah, I'm not a big Predator or Commando guy. I know that's oh, I love I love Commando. Oh. I think Commando's consistent. I think Predator. For me, the problem is um, it's man versus the coronavirus. They're trying to kill a, vi- <laughs> trying to kill a virus. Like, the Predator's got no real character. It's like watching a Bray Wyatt uh, match or something. Like, <laughs> just a gimmick, but there are The fiend. Like, they're great iconic moments, you know, Schwarzenegger no. and Weathers, uh, Ventura on the plane, you know, ain't got time to bleed, all the rest yeah. of it. But the editing's dodgy in Predator as well. If, when, if you watch it, soon. Stick around. Yeah. yeah, if you watch it soon, just honestly pay attention to the editing. It's just it, mm, it's all over great. the shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shane Black in there. He wrote the script as well at the time. And one of your favourite films, Last Boy Scout, as well. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time since you warned me that it it's not a film that stands up to twenty twenty eyes. Look, if the Eve audience saw Last Boy Scout, <laughs> that would be like finding Shane Black's Twitter and they would be cancelling him well and truly <laughs> finding ways to try and cancel him although that would be a bigger fight because they seem to like fighting people who stand within a few inches of them in a really small venue in Bethnal Green but whatever uh, oh, before we move on from Barney you're a Terminator 1 or a Terminator 2 guy? 2 always 2 yeah it's a better film isn't it? It's a complete film, if you yeah. ask me. One's kind of one down. Yeah, it's a good beam, great beam. Oh, it's it a is, great yeah. beam. It, yeah, it, it's. I would go with you on that because I remember seeing it as a kid. When... I saw Too Fast. I don't know if you're the same, Joe. Same. Maybe it's my age, yeah. but yeah. Ah. You know, I think it was like the toys that were around for two as well. Mm. So it made it almost feel like it was an an eighteen. Yeah. Yes. And it made me really want to watch it because I like I liked a lot of the toys that were out at the time. My cousins loved it. My brother saw it when he was way too young to see that film. I saw Terminator as a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. Uh, Explains same, a lot, Joe. Same uncle. Yeah, you know, it's my auntie. <laughs> uh, married to that uncle. Uh, let him watch it as a three-year-old. Yeah. He did all right. My mum wasn't happy when she found out. Oh. Uh, He'll like- be- this of his head in his hands, I'm sure. It's like when my youngest brother was like four or five and he used to come around here and I'd let him play on Grand Theft Auto, but purely oh. so we could drive the cars around. Like, and for him, he was just playing this really lovely game where he drove <laughs> these lovely cars, he'd drive them into the water sometimes, and he'd have a great time. Unfortunately, when he got to about six, he started figuring out that there were guns in the game. I had to take it away. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to end it. I had to, when I used to play that and the boys were little and I had to just drive around aimlessly because I yeah. went right can't really do anything here this is 
because this is going to escalate very quickly, yeah. uh, as it does in GTA. Going back onto the Terminal, I would say that like one of it was one of these films that you kind of ended up seeing, obviously before your age. Because and I can always remember my aunts and uncles calling it the Exterminator, and I've got a really vivid memory of those kind of <laughs> schlocky B movie covers in video shops. I was like. No, the fellow in the exterminate, because there was a film called The Exterminator, obviously, it was the 1980s. And I'm pretty sure he was holding a chainsaw. And I was like, it's not that. And it came on, and it was like, oh, it, oh, it's the, oh no, it's The Terminator. And I have seen this. I've seen this because my dad used to get, he used to get some dodgy pirate videos as well back in there. Yeah, that Crocodile Dundee, that was a big favourite of having a pirate <laughs> copy of that as well. And Total Recall, which, as you lads mentioned earlier on to tie it round, I was fucking excited about seeing that in 1991 <laughs> when I was able to see it and I was like 13. So you carried on your dad's kind of, well, you and do- dodgy stuff, you know? <laughs> you make it sound like this, like oh, I'm just, on the dark web or just something. Just carry Well, you've been on there. Just no. ca- carry on your dad's legacy, aren't you? I am for that, yeah. With can absolute I, pride. Can I make a confession, Joe? And this isn't just because you're on the line. But I've just had a, a real, I just remembered like being, as a kid, really enjoyed Terminator 2. Waited years and years for Terminator 3 to come out. And you remember there's like, there's like a female Terminator in it. And it's like a blonde girl with her hair tied back. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing a billboard for this like around Liverpool. And genuinely, for, the, for, for at least a month until I realised how stupid I was being, I thought the blonde girl was Jane from EastEnders. <laughs> who? Jane? The one who went out with Ian Beale. Fucking hell. <laughs> and I don't know why I had this on my oh, head. Wow. But I remember thinking, oh, that's cool. Like, like someone from EastEnders has made it bigger than in a film without us watching it. Jay. I just, I think in one of the posters from a certain like, like, level. I, kn- I thought Jane, like Ian Beale, but I thought there must have been another Jane on the end who's like blonde and like. <laughs> Like, I could appear in FHM kind of thing. Like, well, as soon as I saw the film, I realised my mistake. But it was just that's that a wild poster. casting choice. Brave by a Hollywood studio. Hey, look, like Cindy, I could see her turning up at it, maybe. Mel, if we're going through the pantheon of Ian Bill's uh, ladies. Uh, who else? Denise. Uh, anyway. He's had some series of relationships, hasn't he, Bill? Done all right for him, so over the years. Bill punched on a regular basis. Oh, Not physically punched, but <laughs> punched well above his standard, that's for sure. Well, you know, to be, in, my, in my defence, there's been many a John claude Van Damme film that's featured their certain extenders cast. Uh, was it Jay yeah. who, was, who was in like two of his films? It was like the bad guy. You know, it's happened. Oh, Jay's dad, Jace. That's it, Jace, yeah, yeah. Football hooligan. I'm just trying to defend myself here. Yeah, I was a moron as a kid. I will admit that. Oh, mate, that's a, you make worse mistakes, but yeah, <laughs> than that. Terminator Three was a, was a massive letdown. I know. I remember when like Terminator 3D was like the the big thing. It was like a ride, wasn't it? At, like Universal or something. Oh, that's fucking yeah. awesome. You've been on it. No, that, no, I always wanted to. Oh, that. so good. Like it's like Terminator Two Point Five, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I that. It is a cracking ride. That okay. and the Back to the Future ride. I went to Universal with my favorite rides. Because it was basically like you got an entire like short uh, like extra film, mm. um, like Arnie's in it, John Connor's back, uh, Linda Hamilton's back as well, like, proper good. And then the Back to the Future one, you got Biff and Doc as well. No Michael J. Fox, he must have been off earning the big bucks in Doc Hollywood at that point in time. But, <laughs> yeah, no, cracking stuff. Amazing. If anyone's wondering why we haven't talked any wrestling yet, and it's been thirty minutes, there is no wrestling anymore. Wrestling doesn't exist. 
Uh, unless Does any entertainment exist anymore, Ben? <laughs> I don't think it is. Full of a wrestling got cancelled. OT. Remember when we talked about how great this weekend was going to be? Full of a. Re- Sorry, this last weekend it was supposed to be OTT, Kevin Nash in Southampton. Uh, PCW's Road to Glory still happen because at the end of the day, when, when Armageddon happens, there's still going to be cockroaches and Stephen Flutter running wrestling shows. Yeah. So at least that still happened. Uh, but pretty much everything else, the, the, the ROH retro show I was so excited about, that got cancelled. Fuck me. Not much going on. Yeah, um, entire industry has, has driven to a halt, apart from a show that we've all kind of watched at least a bit of tonight that was that was on that felt like, oh, okay, almost forgotten what it was like to watch sort of live wrestling at that stage. But yeah, the like the rest of the world, wrestling has also ground to a halt. Mm-hmm. And it makes you kind of realize what they do and the inherent risks of the job in this new coronavirus world that we're all living in. And the idea of the kind of intimate physical contact. Also, a couple of other things from it, and these these are pretty depressing stuff. They live in a gig economy, Mm. don't they? It can end in a heartbeat. All of a sudden, you're not getting bookings and the rest of it, and then what do you do? And And that's horrible. We're going to lose so many companies, aren't we? Like you look at like what the likes of WrestleCon said, like our WrestleMania weekend, like that. That's going to if if do we, if Vince doesn't get climb off his high horse and, and cancel this thing, or the local government doesn't cancel WrestleMania soon, you know that they're, they're in real trouble. And you're right, yeah. So many promoters are kind of hand to mouth, and so many wrestlers that just yeah, like you. You can you can say you know you can put say put your you know put, put your big boy hat on and you know you, sh- you should have an emergency plan but you can't plan for this kind of thing can you and there's going to be so many wrestlers out there who, who are literally left with with nothing to do for the next couple of months. It's also the stuff you can't really insure against because this is kind of act of God stuff. A mm. pandemic, really, like and there has been other pandemics and me and Joe have watched. Well, Joe put me onto this terrifying video on Vox. Mm. Where, which is really good about why new diseases keep appearing in China. Yeah, I really um, recommend it. Absolutely, we can put a link on there on yeah, the yeah. on the show notes as well because it's it's pretty incredible. You get an actual insight as to how this has come about. Again, it's not really stuff I've seen reported on the news because I think they're too busy updating yeah. constantly. So how this developed in Wuhan, basically through mm. these markets and the rest Wet of it. Markets. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. We've gone straight straight onto onto that path for it, but um uh. Yeah, I don't know what. To, what was the point you raised before, Ben? I sorry, completely <laughs> lost it. WrestleCon, yeah, that's the big one, isn't it? Like WrestleCon to Wuhan. Oh, um, not so many rest- hang, but they've had their own advice, haven't they, Ben? <laughs> Wash your hands. Uh, always fix your mask properly. Whatever it was, in, uh, in don't be an old dirty bastard. <laughs> Something along those lines, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's just it's crazy, isn't it? And yeah. WrestleCon insurance, yeah. yeah. WrestleCon aren't going to be the only one. There's going to be so many promoters in the same position. Like, I, uh, no answer. The collective. Mm. I could like see them they... still running shows, you know. I said about Flutter and the Cockroaches. I could see GCW finding, like, a, a grimy venue somewhere with 20 fans and still running Mania Weekend. Am I being too hopeful? Mm-hmm. No, I could see it. I could see it. Like, have you seen Repo Man, the Alex Cox film? <laughs> I wonder yeah. that was going. G- I could see GCW, but their shows remind me of it. You know, at the yeah. beginning where they're all like, having a party in the <laughs> yeah, street and stuff. Jesus. I could see GCW being a bit like that. Mm. Cracking film again, Repo Man. Yeah. Not the wrestler Repo Man. <laughs> Barry Darso. Fucking awful. Yeah, but the film is... Yeah. I remember hearing the character and thinking of the film because I'd seen it on Videodrome. 
Alex Cox, yeah. Producer, didn't he? And 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 so it was on late night. But I remember seeing, oh, Repo Man. Is he a scouser? WWF. Uh, I think he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he? Okay. I, I, I know you're not talking about Barry Darso because if he was a scouser, I'd enjoy that even more. <laughs> Do you think he looks like a scouser? <laughs> so is that really stereotypical? Thing oh, to like say? Sorry. You feel like Terry from Brookside, now you're saying. <laughs> That was like one of me. He's got a moustache. That that was one like one of the first open secrets as a kid where in the schoolyard. Apart from the being two Ultimate Warriors, you're getting told, did you know Reaper Man's actually smashed from demolition? That was a big thing for me, one of the first things I found out. Barry Grant, you know. Not, not bad. <laughs> the demolition theme, them two singing it together. <laughs> and I, I don't attempt to do that in a Liverpudlian accent. But I feel someone needs to do it. And we'll get Benno on it at some point. Yeah. Cole, when I got my voice back. Do it. Yeah, my sympathies go out to Cole, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, going on, on all of the things. One of the things, and we've often banged the drum about, about people signing contracts. This is kind of one of the reasons why people end up signing contracts, <laughs> I, don't they? I said this as on dollars post, it is, and as yeah. much as we a bit of humble pie on it. Oh yeah, it's like Mark Davis, isn't it? When he went out with his leg injury, it was like, yep. you know what? How many of us cheerleaded for Mark Davis to stay independent? I still think it was the right call, but it's easy for us to say, isn't it? And then when he's sat there with a with a broken leg and has got no income coming in, this is kind of the unfortunately the road, isn't it, of the uh, the independent wrestler. It is, isn't it? And it's, you know, if you're self-employed, and I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who are self-employed over the, the next, however long this lasts for, are going to are going to struggle with this as well. And, and obviously wrestling in that, si- in that sense, where there seem to be so much more hand-to-mouth than any other industries. Mm. The whole thing's like, a, it, it, you have to hustle, don't you, to earn a living as an independent wrestler at the best of times. Mm. You have to really hustle. Um, other thing it shows as well, is why, if we've never needed to know why universal healthcare is really important, because keeping everyone healthy is good for everyone, including the wealthy and right-wing maniacs. It is one of the reasons why why you have a healthcare system and why you invest into it, and that's been kind of there and protection for workers. You know, it's the reason why unionisation is important. If you're able to go back on that in terms of cancelled bookings, being able to claim, and that's why these things are in place. Mm. It's not that as a nanny state type situation. It's to protect in case of these kind of horrific chain of events that are going on and people could lose their livelihoods. Um, except for here, where um, at time of recording, it's still keep calm and carry on. Isn't it? <laughs> Apparently that's the lesson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Good British sip up a lip. <laughs> well, I've the best was uh, the Premier League not even being cancelled until it took Mikel Arteta, oh, that that wonderful yeah. man who we both love, JP. Uh, yeah, I am a big fan. Uh, I don't I don't abide by these Evertonians who turned on him when he left. He's a club legend as far as I'm concerned. But like, it took someone of that state stature and then players to start getting it before the Premier League moved. Like, so it's not just uh yeah, it's not just re- it's not just Vince McMahon and WWE being stubborn. I think England in general has been incredibly stubborn this last week. It is. It's almost like, well, do you know what will save us? Here's a picture of a bulldog fucking a spitfire while last <laughs> night. The problems is playing in the background because that's like that seems to be the logic of that's the thing that's going to get us through. Um, there was some bloke in the Times written an article of like survive this had rationing. Yeah, it's mm. not the same fucking thing, you plum. Really, honestly, 
that kind of bullshit needs to to go out of the way. But I got a question for you. Voting has consequences, people. Voting <laughs> has consequences. Got another four years of this year, mate. Well, I hope you're not coronavirus. <laughs> fucking damage, I'm sure. Mm. Um, I was going to ask you, what's Jim Davidson been saying about the situation? He's a good <laughs> spokesperson. As um, well, good well stiff upper lip, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little check to see if Davidson's been saying much. I'm sure he <laughs> he's the font of all knowledge when it comes to this situation. Well, like you said, the British people just get on. Remember what he was saying about Brexit? Well, when he was on Good Morning Britain. It's fascinating the list of stories I'm seeing about Jim Davidson on here at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, there's one that he was going to perform, this is two weeks ago, in simpler times, um, <laughs> when he would have performed at the Swansea venue that cancelled Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're on parity when it comes to casual racism and say, comedy. Uh, brothers in arms, though. Yeah, there's him slamming March gig in Hilaire, or whatever that is, I don't know what that is. But also, Daily Mail, police will question Jim Davidson, 66, over alleged racial abuse. <laughs> that seems very much on brand for for Jim Davidson yeah. there as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was in Wickham uh, a month ago on here. Here he is. Yeah, this, it's awful on here as well. Yeah, the stuff with him. Um, did he win Celebrity Big yeah, Brother? a few years ago he did. I remember that. Did he? Yeah, Fuck yeah. Me. It was when it was on channel. I didn't watch it, but I knew it was on there. And he won it when it was on channel five. Because uh, I remember being on a, I was on a holiday um, with my girlfriend and a load of. Her, I have to get this thing in Scotland every year. And uh, they were all what crying around watching Big Brother, and me and my girlfriend were like, "What the fuck is this?" And they were all crying at the Big Brother. I was like, "What the fuck? What? What year is it? 1999 in it." And Davidson turned up. So for a few minutes, you know, my interest kind of peaked. <laughs> and none of them really knew about Jim Davidson. And I kind of had to educate them in all things Davidson, <laughs> which, you know, they didn't really share it. don't really share a sense of humor with me. So mm, whereas, you know, I could say some simple things to make JP probably laugh regarding Davidson. I think his name alone kind of makes me <laughs> not laughing at not laughing with him very much at him. I was in a room where only one other person who a big break was. It was a bit depressing. What's oh. this? Joke cracking pensioners dream come true after meeting comedian Jim Davidson. <laughs> my nan. No, did my nan. Yeah, one of my nans like Jim Davidson. But I think they, she's blind. That, it's probably for the he's best. He's one of them really. like, old cheeky comedians. Yeah. That day. Like, my nan fucking loved Barry Ball, like I was saying the other day. Yeah. Cheeky. I mean, I love Davidson. She loved Roy Chubby Brown. Didn't I love went, it. Oh. I went to her, uh, like, back when I was... Bernard Manning. Oh, God, that's a bad one. But yeah, back when I was, like, proper going to, like, Everton stuff, like, uh, when I had a season ticket, like, we got invited to some, like, Legends night, you know, where they have, like, you have, like, a meal and you get, like, Howard Kendall's there, Graham, Graham Sharp's there, <laughs> names like that, you know what I mean? Like, they're all yeah, the names from, like, well from the 80s glory years and stuff, like, Tony Cotty would be there, it was... Alan Harper. <laughs> Andy Gray there. <laughs> he wasn't. I think, he, I think, if I remember rightly, he was advertised oh, and he cancelled last minute. Big Nev wasn't, wasn't. Uh, oh. I think who else was there? But, like... It was the good thing about it was that you got like a, a legend, like a sand at your table. So I was there with like my cousins and my mates, and Colin Harvey was our guy. But like you could go around and chat to the players. It was a lovely night. We all had a really nice, yeah, I think it was like an Indian curry or something like that. And then at the end of the night, they were like, okay, we're going to bring on the entertainment. And he had a Roy Chubby Brown tribute act. Oh my And he came God. on. And I'm not joking. The first thing he said, he looked around the room and went, well, well, there's no brown people here. So I can tell, tell us some of the, the, the blue jokes now. And like I was just, I just said to my cousin, I was like, "Should we go to the pub? Should, should we leave?" 
and we just left. And it was just, I just like, like Kevin Campbell not there or something. No, we do. There wasn't any anybody like that, unfortunately. Kevin Campbell's a legend, super. Kev, Daniel Amakachi. Another legend, loved ammo. Fucking yeah. hell, Danny Kadamatri. Oh my god! All of these players though, like, because that was the thing when Amakachi came in. He was one of the first black players ever had. I remember being a kid. My dad told me that. I remember being shocked. Like it was mid like early nineties. I think we had like one black player in the eighties, and it was like ninety three, ninety four, and onwards really where we started. Actually, yeah, where we got into the bloody twentieth century or whatever it was at that point. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's why I think that's why this horrible comedian thought he could get away with it. And to be fair, my uncles and that all stayed. So Lord knows if they enjoyed it. Your, oh, your man Wazzo. You're best never off to speak of it ever again. Mm. Your man Wayne Rooney. You were talking about earlier on, Ben. Legend. Oh. I remember on Christmas Day a few years ago when uh, I still, you know, would uh, <laughs> pop onto the old Twitter. Mm. And I remember going on and seeing Wayne Rooney had tweeted, like, thanks to Colleen, great present, hilarious. And it was in the picture of a Roy Chubby Brown DVD that he that he, Colleen had got him for Christmas. You have to work hard to get those. And I remember screenshotting it. Sending it to a mate of mine who loves Wayne. He's a Man United fan. Loves Wayne Rooney. It's like hello, and then I went back on Twitter and it gone. Like, and I, <laughs> I, neither of us have got the screenshot. I reckon it was about two thousand twelve-ish. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon Paul Stretford was throwing the phone up. Wayne, you do realize he's <laughs> this Canadian. Get it down. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Wayne Rooney and Twitter never really went together very well. Uh, maybe his new well, career like, as, a, as a writer will go better. I, well, as an art critic, yeah. by the looks of it, he's on Newsnight Review. Well, the front row. 140 characters isn't enough for that man. He needs long form journalism, yes. proper articles. You know, is the Tory graph. You know, not a big fan of it myself, but you know, good on Wayne getting into the journalism game. Does oh, anyone listen to this still? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Look, is this the longest matter? we've ever gone talking shite. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Look, we're trying to we're trying to bring the whale back, Joe. Uh, Joe. We're trying to uh, give them some Just entertainment in hard times. Just like we were. Uh- like we had a go at talking about this no fan show, didn't we? And they just sort of <laughs> tailed off. Again. Well, do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about WrestleMania? Because that's a big story. Like, who do you think's going to back mm. down first, Vince McMahon or the local government on it? Because apparently, at time of recording, because it could change by the time this comes out, WrestleMania's still happening. Local Tampa will bow down first. He ain't cancelling that for anyone. Fucking eighty thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, sounds like a great idea, Vince. Go for He's it. He's a sociopath. He can give less of a shit. His intention is: we ran a show during the coronavirus. Yeah. Or we were the only show to run. He sees some like great moment in there or statistic, which it's not going to be because this is going to continue after April the fifth or whatever it is. Like, yeah. The man's not thinking logically. He's not thinking about other human beings. He's thinking about his own empty boasts where he can get a fact that ultimately means nothing to no one other than him and probably the 650,000 people who watch NXT every week. Mm, yeah. He's basically in good company with Trump in terms of their same attitude. Oh, it, someone said that it would take literally a personal phone call from Trump for Vince to back down. Yeah, and do you know, and it's the thing, it's about the idea, I mean, what was one of the quotes, he said, no, people don't get sick. <laughs> and, and really what you need at that point of time is someone's going, oh, fuck off, Vince, talking <laughs> shite. How would you know you're roided up to the fucking gills? <laughs> now piss off and get Dr. Zahorian involved. What? That's probably libelous. <laughs> what about WrestleMania in an empty stadium, right, with one guest, just Trump, fancies a night off, front row, 
sat, make America great again hat, just watching WrestleMania on his own. <laughs> he probably would do it, wouldn't he? Vince? You could see this. an empty stadium show. Or like, a show for Trump. <laughs> and that'd be like a DD, that DDT show they ran, the empty Saitama Super Arena, where Chris Brooks teamed up with Anita. Oh, yeah. We are doing that like in an empty. Or Minoru Suzuka did it against Tokyo Takagi Dome, wasn't it? at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah. That was wild. Yeah, I mean, I it'd be funny if one of the wrestlers gobbed on Trump bikes and if he was sat in the front row. <laughs> I think there's stuff like that. A few of them. Might Daniel Bryan. I see him. Having oh a yeah. Zooming. He's the, that's the oh. night. That's the night Bryan starts to botch, botch badly. He starts chucking himself into the front row with like complete abandon. Look, I was at, you know, Unify 2006. He did a, you know, a springboard from the top rope into the crowd right by where... No, I wasn't sat on that side. It was just open where I was sat. So he's done it before. He's got form for it. Do it again. <laughs> Take him the fuck out. Give him a concussion. I could see him doing a few years with manslaughter and being all right with it. <laughs> I, I honestly could see them taking it to Saudi Arabia. Like, I could I could see Vince being that nuts and going, yeah. you know what? You know where we could draw a crowd? They won't care. They'll drag everyone out from the streets. Let's do it there. Jesus Christ. That would be, like, uh, who would want to tra- like, travel there? How would they be? A, how would they even be allowed? Like, you'd just get a private no, jet, I have the they? wrestlers uh, have enough balls where yeah. they're not drinking the Kool-Aid, and I don't think enough of them are. Yeah, good and luck, they'd mate. say, ah, fuck this. Stand up no to it. No way. No mm. way, but you got like the Baron Corbins of this world there, haven't you? They're not doing that. Mm. Goldberg, when he's guaranteed like millions on this, he ain't doing that either, is he? Let's be honest here. No, no. Well, it's not Vince's fault, you know. He just wants to entertain the fans. And, you <laughs> know, smiles wrestlers don't do it because, yeah, exactly, they, they've let them down, yeah, isn't Lesnar it? Lesnar probably thinks he can F5 the coronavirus or something, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, Triple oh. H said that on that, uh, that no crowd SmackDown show. I don't think you watched any of it, did you, Joe? Or did you see some of the oh, highlights? I don't you worry. Oh, the fuck. opening with Triple H. Now we're on the oh. wrestling. Triple H oh. was in entertainment where it was like, he was going to say, like, great wrestlers, but said, like, great entertainers or something. It was like, oh. that was the most unnatural line you've mm. ever said in your life. Yeah. And clearly, you've not had scripted promos for years, and you're reading from an auto cue, and you're not very good at it. He and was this just... is why this shite is bad. Mm. He was so uncomfortable, wasn't he? He was just like. He turned into, he was like part being, trying to be like CEO Triple H and part turned into like 1997 DX Triple H trying to bully Michael Cole and telling like offhand jokes and trying to be like the cool uncle, making making jokes about him being demoted, things like that. It was such oh. a weird experience. Like almost like a Kevin Nash style attitude. Oh, WCW? Yeah, exactly. Now, admit that was great fun because he had given such less of a fuck at that Nash point. Nash is now. naturally hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Triple H. I always thought he'd make a great commentator. Yeah, Triple H isn't funny. No, he isn't. I won't lie, but I tried watching this for a bit just because he was on the BT Sport app. Mm. And he said, oh, it's wrestling that's on. It was weird. It was like, I just found the whole thing kind of trippy. And that yeah. tag match at the beginning. <laughs> like When they're playing to the crowd that's not there. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the worst. It was like it was like performance center training, kind yeah. of at its worst. It was like, there's yeah. the hard camp. It, sums up do everything, it. Doesn't it? it yeah. really was. Now, we've, you know, in terms of the, the wrestle talk one tonight, I thought that was a much better no fan show mm. than this ever was with all of the kind of bells and whistles that they could do for it. Because it just made the whole thing look like a complete fucking artifice, isn't mm. it? And none of the wrestlers could react really to the moment. No. as a lot of other people would do 
with there being no fans. There's no no spontaneity whatsoever, and you realise that yeah. pretty critically watching it. So I got bored very quickly, and I was like, yeah. I couldn't be asked. Although I did see the Wyatt John Cena promo, <laughs> which was as good a Wyatt promo as you're ever going to see. Could still give less of a shit in the match. Still it, had a bollocks he was talking. It was it was your standard John Cena WrestleMania match. Now we're shooting kind of thing, wasn't it? With him saying, yeah. you know, you've had so many chances, and for his part, Wyatt was pretty good in the segment. But you're right; it just it said to me like how how this company just can't break their own mold. Like, this is the perfect opportunity. Like, I'm going to be, like, we'll talk about it in a bit, but with AEW, like, I'm hoping on Wednesday they go full NWA and treat it like a studio show and lean into the setting. Lean into the fact that there aren't crowd, there isn't a crowd there. Lean into the fact that there's no crowd to play to, so you don't have to do your standard promo. You can you can find clever ways of doing things. And WWE just there's no appetite for that. Like it's just purely the heels come out, they mug to a crowd that's not there. They don't they don't really pay attention to the camera. Although I did see in that hilarious clip where when it went to commercial and they just stopped wrestling. Like there was a clip that leaked today where Triple H was outright saying to them like, "Listen, there's no crowd here." You probably need to work to the camera instead. So that gives me some hope for for Raw tonight, where they've got to do three hours of this nonsense. But oh, I just and can't. The Is Austin on Raw still? Yep, and the Undertaker. But <laughs> you know what? I haven't watched Raw in months. I'm not going to watch the full show. I'll be watching some YouTube clips of this. Oh. Like Cena, like Cena felt above <laughs> that show when mm. I watched the Cena clip. I was like, why is he here? Like, this bloke's done all right in Hollywood. Like, yeah, why'd he get out of bed for this? He's got to do this. Austin in that environment. <laughs> Jesus. Putting smiles on faces, John. You are? They're putting smiles on faces. That's why they get out of bed. Oh, Austin puts a smile on my face. Mate, Austin <laughs> and Phil Mitchell are two people <laughs> that I can just see their face or I can see him like pull a slight smirk and there's a smile on my face. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, I don't, it's weird. But, but the thing is, like, Austin, like, why, you know, if you've got to fill three hours of TV tonight, spend an hour just doing a bloody Austin podcast, have him sit down and chat with someone for an hour. Wrestling doesn't have to be wrestling TV. You know what I mean? There's, you can think outside of the box and you can do use know they, TV do you, know they do, a, do you know, they've got Austin there. Do do a podcast of Austin. Have mm. someone with Austin talking to Austin yep. about his career. Go through his career, show a few clips while you're at it. Why don't you have Triple H sit down with Austin? Have a chat about it. Why mm. the fuck? Put the Austin Undertaker interview on TV. I think that 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 would do the the Broken Skull session he did. I might go for something original just because it's there on the yeah, network yeah, to watch. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to, I don't know, try and keep your rating still. You know, there are more important things in the world than I mean, obviously yeah, yeah. fucking rating. But you know, that company are motivated. Mm. But yeah, I'd have him do something with uh, I don't know one of the biggest stars, maybe a, like someone like Triple H because he's being confident doing it. Mm. Cena's there, get him out there doing something with him, possibly. Austin and Vince, what about that for a sit down? I'll be up. That. Yeah, I'd take that over just bad wrestling to no fans. And even when like there was good <laughs> wrestling happening, and, you know, Dan- Daniel Bryan's out there with Cesaro. Like, if you're gonna have two lads who can wrestle with, like, remember last week, JP, when we were talking about that Daniel Bryan Gulak match from the pay per view, and yeah. your kind of critique was ah, but the crowd weren't really into it. Didn't matter here, did it? You could go out there and have a great technical match. And instead, we spent like five minutes on commercial, two minutes on Sami Zayn on commentary, and about a minute and a half total footage of the actual match taking place in the ring. They just can't help themselves. No, they can't. And and this is the thing. And, and you mentioned it with AEW that, you know, looking on here, they're going to be doing it in there. In the, if they announce where the studio is or wherever, I'm assuming it's in, in um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. In Jacksonville <laughs> yeah. somewhere, yeah. yeah. 
that they'll be doing it there. Because like you say, you need to lean into it. I was also thinking as well, I'd like to see them properly do some serious packages and some more of these JR sit-down interviews if they can do them with, say, some of the young, some of the younger guys, some of the people who don't get featured a lot of the time. I mm. think you can make that and have a kind of minimal amount of matches and have some of these kind of segments in there as well. Just got I think, full NWA, JP. Lots of talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they they can do that. They can. They've got the opportunity to do. It. They've also, I think, got enough adaptable performers or people who know how to react to situations. Mm. Whereas, I think that's the problem with WWE is they kind of almost drill that out of you mm. once you go there because they want the formula. So the idea of being able to kind of be spontaneous in the moment again, they're not going to be able to do. But it's going to be. I mean, it's interesting that they're that they're still going to be doing this. I suppose in the sense of AEW that. Their major expenses really were the kind of production costs as much as anything else, weren't they? Mm. So while this is going on, in fact, I'm like, you know, it sounds like a horribly cynical thing to do, but they're going to be able to afford to be able to run these kind of shows for however long they need to. And if I really hope they don't do war games in an empty arena, no. that would be a mistake. They are making a no. huge mistake if they if they just throw that out there because you know they've got no. TV written. They need to like just push stuff back a little bit. Yeah. It's difficult, but you've got to value that match. Like that yeah. match has to be properly featured, given exactly the kind of scope and the kind of uh, it needs to be the spec. It needs to be a spectacle. It's not going to be a spectacle yeah. if you're doing an empty arena. I don't think I, they wouldn't do that. That would be I could if you said Vince on the other hand, yeah, mm. could easily see him doing that. But I, I don't think they would do Do you know that. another alternative I'd I'd love to see for Raw, and I think I'd watch all three hours. Do you know what? Fuck Raw off. Just show Vince having meetings around the back. <laughs> <laughs> reality show style. Just a reality I'd show like following Vince. You are. Just a reality show following Vince and the rest of McMahon's. Throw Shane in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, I think you two be up for following Shane. I'm like more that. Vince. Like I'm Vince at this particular moment in time would be a fascinating person to be around. Yeah, I'd love to see where he sleeps at night. <laughs> <laughs> in like a fucking coffin or something, probably. Yeah, or I reckon, you know, like... Um, in his suit on the sofa. Isolation chamber. You know in The Simpsons where yeah. Mr. Burns, the Bobo the Bear... <laughs> yeah. You know, like the end scene, like, thousand years into the future, and he's been, like, he's in that weird robot thing, and yeah. Smithers is, like, that robotic dog. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Kevin Dunn is a robotic dog, possibly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Do you remember yeah. when The Undertaker burned Vince McMahon's bear, actually? Was that a story? Well, that was was that when he was um, like devilish Vince. Undertaker? Was that the corporate? No, no, it was uh, not the corporate ministry. ministry. Uh, Vince was the corporate ministry. He really was. It made no sense in the end, did it? Which showed that they hadn't actually <laughs> thought about it whatsoever. But do you reckon they got that idea from the Simpsons? I don't know. I'm talking shit. I suppose. <laughs> Take my mind off serious shit, though. So you know, yeah. Sorry to the listeners that this is an. I think that's the job of what we're doing. I think if anyone's <laughs> listening to this for serious coronavirus-based talk, like there's been no hints that we would do this in the past. So, like, it's going to be bollocks from end to end, Joe. So you're all right. I'll tell you what was good was uh, <laughs> speaking of empty arena. This Osprey yes. show from tonight, I quite enjoyed it. You know, I, I had to, I had to uh, halfway through yeah. it, I had to turn the sound off because I was getting phone calls from one from people from work and two from my mum making sure I was alive. But I tell you what, I think I enjoyed it more with the sound off because my god, was that commentary bad? But overall, I enjoyed it. It was a good experience watching that show. Yeah, we 
found ourselves tuning in at the because um, we watched the uh, SmackDown versus Raw ruthless aggression episode um, beforehand. So we, we we came in and it was Callum Newman versus David Starr, um, which looked like a good enough match. He was like only seventeen years old or oh, something it's like ridiculous that. Ridiculous that he's only seventeen. He's very good. He's massive as well, isn't he? For mm. his for a seventeen year old, Christ. Um, and it looked like a, a good fun match. I mean, mm. stars are, you know, a sort of great man to have him in there, sort of leading him around, knowing what to do. But it was really it was really good fun. Mm. And I think all of the matches we saw were all really good fun. Because I think I want to say the match after that was the um it was Lucas Steele and Nathan Cruz, wasn't it? That against was it. Robbie X against uh, Robbie X and Scotty Davis. Mm. And I, I enjoyed the, that a lot more than what I thought it was. Like a sort of really good fun tag match to put in there and Lucas still looking like a bit of a monster yeah like I, I've I've not I've, I've kind of been cool on Nathan Cruz over the years but this mm. week of all the bad wrestlers on Twitter giving bad takes he's been one of the people banging the drum saying like mortgage payments should be frozen uh, and people shouldn't you know think things yeah. like very on the people's side and I was like you know what he's an all right lad Nathan Cruz I'm more up for this now and I do like Lucas Steele from the the bits I've seen about him uh, I enjoy it to be honest Robbie X is a Honestly, like we saw him in TNT a couple on the show. I really haven't had the chance to talk about it on here. I went to right before I went to WXWs in the X Division tournament. He is very, very good. He's got a he's got a bad look, let's all be honest. His look is mm-hmm. pretty, you know, near the bottom of like shindy indie kind kind of looks. But like similar to like um Dino Extreme, Dean Ormark, like the the two of them, like they're two wrestlers who you throw them on any card, they make it better. Like they they are like he's a proper pro's pro, like as far as someone that goes under the radar as being as good as he is. He's been good for years as well, mm. Rob. So I remember me and JP seeing him in was it Kamikaze, Kamikaze a few yeah. years ago and thinking, like, why is this guy not on more shows? He's been wrestling for years as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think um, keeping the mask on is a good look for him. Yeah. One of the problems is, like, when I've seen him on shows, you get a lot of people just talking about his face. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, he's got a skin problem. Like, get over it kind of thing. Yeah. But it obviously does distract people. And, it's you know, I feel bad saying it because the bloke can't help it. But I think it is worth keeping that mask on just so he comes across as he's, you know, a regular flying wrestler with a mask, suits the gimmick to some extent. And my God, is he smooth. So fluid in there. And he made Lucas Steele look bloody good in that yeah. match as well. Took some mm. serious bumps for him. Yeah. Lucas Steele's a weird one. Like, he works like... He's in with this... That Nathan... That's the thing with Robbie X. He's kind of in with the wrong crew, isn't he? Like, this lot of kind of the... Not Butlins, but you know what I mean? Like, the holiday camp kind of crew. Mm. Like, who kind of are away from the, the cool kids of Brit Res crew. And that's probably why you don't see them on so many shows. But, you know, they do turn out good wrestlers like Robbie X and Lucas Steele. Like, so he, he'll be wrestling in Wigan on a Friday. He'll be wrestling for All Japan on the weekend. And then he'll be back on the camps the week, week, week after. As far as getting, like, a wrestling education, like, he's someone who seems to be doing things the right way. And he is steadily getting better. As we were saying about that, he's, he's, he, wrestles, he wrestles like a big man. Mm. And he is starting to, which at that at his age he's starting to get, but obviously he's got that bit more mobility about him. He's very nineties. He is very nineties. I mean, in terms of the look and everything yeah. else, he he seems to me. We talk about people who should get signed by NXT UK and the like. He seems like he's kind of perfect for that kind of thing because he's ultimately what WWE want mm. in a wrestler, like everything about that. And he's still relatively fresh and quite young and and kind of in that sense very raw and undiscovered, but. Certainly working all Japan and working those camp shows. Like you say, it seems like two extremes, but you can see how the two complement each other. 
Mm. You could see how, you know, you do those camp shows to kind of get your timing down with the crowd and kind of being able to kind of work somewhat more in your character aspects. And you're all Japan for him learning how to work like a proper big man, big man and add that bit of intensity to his to him as well and sort of learn develop his strikes and his kind of almost comfort level within within the ring. And he's he's you know, it's 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 unique as a kind of learning development to go from all Japan to NGW, for example. But do you know what? I mean he's he certainly has come on board and, and this was a tag match that like you say, you're watching it with kind of no expectations, but everyone's really putting a sh- put a shift in for that as well. Mm. And you know, I thought Scotty Davis looked good. And like you say about Robbie X, he is someone who he always adds something onto the cars. We were talking about that match with um, Ricky Knight Jr. At, um, at York Hall and how much fun that was as well. I look at Robbie X, perfect wrestler for like the cockpit. And those smaller oh, yeah, he's shows, good on comedy yeah. shows I've been at that he's on, very good. Yeah. Really suits the environment. One of the sorts of wrestlers with a style that's going to get yeah. over there as well. Become a crowd favourite. It's a guy that I look at. I think, why weren't Red Pro getting him in years ago? Mm-hmm. Also, there's a good underdog vibe with him as well. A good underdog story that you can really tell with him there as well. And you can have him work, like you say, Benno, working those undercards. He's someone who adds something to his card, mm. and it is over the. And as the longer you you watch wrestling, the more you kind of obviously end up appreciating those wrestlers. You kind of hold that lower mid card, help younger wrestlers get through matches and get better, and also being able to kind of work in and make make your kind of stars look that bit better as well. Yeah, yeah so a good, nice bit of Robbie X love there. Yeah, I've got to say, well deserved. As far as a empty arena show went, I think the last two matches on the show are the best two matches I've seen that are wrestled not in front of a crowd before. Like mm. both excellent in their own ways I thought. Really impressed with Connor Mills. Like he's come yeah. up like, uh, we saw him last year, didn't we, JP, on this god awful indie show in Oxford. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, the less said about the better. And Connor Mills was the best wrestler on the card, which for one might tell you about the standard of the show. <laughs> but at the same time, he looked very polished I think his timing is very good. Mm-hmm. His execution is very crisp. He just needs to find a character, basically, find a bit of personality. Mm-hmm. Because in the ring, he's looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't look out of place, did he, did he either, with Kyle Fletcher, who's someone who has come on a lot quicker th- mm-hmm. than, than he has, and is, you know, getting towards that next level. But, you know, watching the match, it didn't feel like, yeah, Kyle Fletcher was leagues above him or anything. Yeah, exactly. And Connor Mills is someone who like he's being positioned at the moment as having a kind of feud with Michael Oku. So whenever everything gets back on track, he's someone that's a nice feud that you can kind of have around a few venues around the country. And I think it'd, they'd be great, obviously kind of working together, but he's just absolutely rock solid. And I think he's so young, the idea of him finding his character, you kind of hope that happens organically, mm. that it isn't a case of gimmicks being hoist upon him this is something to do, to kind of discover for himself, whether he's even like ultimately a kind of like no frills wrestler and that's what he is. And he just is absolutely rock solid. Um, he's also, he's someone that you want on your card and he's so young and he works hard. Mm. Like he is like, you can see and And he saw this as, you know, this is a really good opportunity in there with Carl Fletcher. I'd say as well, one of the better Kyle Fletcher single matches I've seen recently. I thought this was better than like that Ilya Dragunov match we saw at Unboxing. Yeah. I thought this was far better than that. Yeah. Like from a technical sort of, um, mm-hmm. on a technical level, 
but also just on a kind of fluid level. They had a lot more chemistry, I thought, mm. say, Fletcher and Dragunov had together. And that was in front of a rabid crowd in the ballroom who couldn't wait to see a match. It was the opener on the show. But yeah, really impressed with that match. Fletcher as well, like you say, getting a lot better. Someone like Mills, I think, and who knows what's going on with indie wrestling. Mm. He should set PWG as a goal for the next 18 months. If he can get bookings in PWG, I think he's there. I think lesser wrestlers have got bookings in PWG. Flash Morgan Webster was getting booked on the reg by him. Is Connor Mills that far off where Flash Morgan Webster was when he was appearing in PWG? I wouldn't say he is. I think he wrestles a style that would get over there, and if he can add to that in the next 18 months or so, that's a destination he should look to get to, I think. Mm. I mean, and speaking of something that really worked, like Osprey B. Priestley in the main event, like I, I went into this kind of trepidatious because I'm not really into intergender wrestling, especially kind of the weird vibes of, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend going back and forth. But mm-hmm. you know what? That aside, listen, I, w- I was kind of watching this. I was thinking of your speech about Will Ospreay a few weeks ago, Joe. I was thinking, you know what? If Will Ospreay, faults and all, is going to go out and put the show together with the best of intentions to raise some money for some other wrestlers and, you know, in, in a genuine way, put some smiles on some faces, then you know what? If he wants to go in the main event and wrestle his girlfriend, let's let him. And he went out there and I'll tell you what, they had a really good match. I thought this was, again, considering the empty, empty wrestling arena situation, considering the fact that, you know, B Priestley is several levels, I'd say, below Will as a wrestler. This was really good. He did a great job of uh, keeping air up with him. There was she, for a part, basically tried to kill herself on more than one occasion. Will was totally up for it. It was just great to see them both so up for it. And yeah, whether intergender is your thing or not, I think you've got to let Will, Will off on this one. It's his show. If he wants the wrestler's girlfriend, let him. And you know what? It turned out to be actually quite decent. Yeah, agreed. I thought it was the best B Priestley match I have ever seen. Mm. Another one that I'm going to add to my list of, you know, a wrestler that Osprey's got their best match out of. And he did it in front of no one at all. The man <laughs> is a genius. Uh, I thought yeah. that he gave her enough. Gave her just enough. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he had to win, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was really good fun for what it was. There was a weird vibe there with the boyfriend-girlfriend thing. I really loved that uh, dropkick spot. Well, that flying dropkick she did from the top rope, the one that Daniel Bryan used to do where she lands, he lands out the back. I thought she executed that really well. That was kind of a gasp when she did that. There was that thing that she did when Osprey was kind of like in between the ropes as well, where she landed on the floor. That was a little bit scary. Yeah. Mm. So she was well up for it. I think she knew it was one, you know, in terms of singles and a showcase match, still kind of a good opportunity for her. Like, yeah. it's not often we're going to talk about a B Priestley singles match unless she has a big singles match in AEW. Mm. It's a singles match with Will Ospreay. You could argue, even though it was in front of no people, Possibly the biggest match of her career to some degree. Well, mm. think of that that's going to be out on YouTube and there's no other wrestling going on at the moment. So it's exactly. going to end up being watched by wrestling fans. Exactly. Like it's 10,000. It was, what was it? 10,000 in the end they ended up getting. I think it was 11, yeah. 11,000. 11,000, 11, but obviously give it, you know. Yeah, repeat viewings the next few days. I'm sure it gives yeah. it's a little buzz. I'm sure people might listen to this. and we, there might Mate, donate a bit of money as well up. and help support the wrestlers yeah, that are on there yeah, as well. Absolutely. I think, did you, you guys ever see the match in what culture between Osprey and B and Ricochet yes. and Tessa when they were a couple? Yeah. Do you remember, I remember thinking that was fucking awesome at yeah. the time. Like, really, really great match. But it's a bit indulgent because the couples were like mates. Yeah. But I remember Osprey and Tessa having great chemistry. Like, 
that's a singles match I want to see if there's an agenda match. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but, but, and she's one who never looks out of place in there with men. I'd enjoy that. Uh, I think that'd be good. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I just think, yeah, Osprey is just, he just keep, like, his promo after the show was kind of hilarious. Like, it was just, it was very Will Osprey, wasn't it? But I just watch him, and it's just like, you know what? For his faults, and he does have them. Who cares? He's fucking... Yeah. There's just something I just love about him. I love that he put this show on. I love that he had this match with B. And I love that he... Yeah, he, he just doesn't care. He's for his whether, whether it's good or bad, he's Will Ospreay to the end, isn't he? And he's just he's just out there. You know he's got... He might not be the smartest man in the world, but he's got good intentions. And, you know, we might be sad, JP, that this didn't get put on in, uh, in Sue Ospreay's back garden. They were roasting as uh, out of the interval that we were kind of hoping this show would turn yeah. out to be. But they did a good job for what it was. I was going to say they did a good job for that. It's not like you spoke about having like not doing blood and guts in there. I reckon you could fit a war games cage in Pete and Sue's back garden, <laughs> given the size of the bloody thing on that video. So you could be awesome. You have the roast there as well. Do you People climbing Sonny up. Callahan does that pile drivers and pancake show. Yeah. Mm. Do you like rollovers and roasts at Sue <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I've got, that's an idea that Osprey, you know, he probably doesn't listen to this. Why would he? But, if, you know, and there's anyone in the wrestling world that has a connection to Will Osprey, suggest it to me. <laughs> and I, I don't expect a commission. An no, invite, as maybe? long as it's filmed and we can actually just see this. How then. about a place at the table, JP? That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> One of Sue's Yorkshire's and, you know, I'm laughing. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd definitely be holding out for that. I'd probably be less as, like, what she said, show and yo were going hell for leather on it, weren't they? Well, mm. that's what that's what his dad said in terms of the roast. I'd be a bit more kind of like kind of let's pace this out. There's a lot of food in. There's that strongbow dart to get through afterwards, probably. Oh, strongbow dart! <laughs> Do you ever there the crate of that? Do you that was a leftover he got from Fight Club. Before? I hope it was <laughs> <laughs> just the tin that he took home. A few cases of this, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Found it in his coat the morning after a big night out. What's this? Oh. <laughs> Uh, one thing I've got to say though about this show, like I, I loved all the Osprey stuff and his involvement, but my God, could I could I have left a lot of the wrestle talk stuff from mm. uh, oh, yeah. the, from the personalities oh, yeah. they use to the commentary to it's even bad. the ring announcing? It was just generally bad. It's what culture? Yeah, it's Alex Shane. Like fuck, me. I said before, like at, yeah, the, yeah. at Armageddon, it's going to be cockroaches and Stephen Floyd. There, I think it's cockroaches, Stephen Floyd, there, and somehow Alex Shane. Like, how is yeah. he? How is he still around? Like, it, it, it propagate like at the start of the show, especially with no fans being out there. It really did feel like a like a proper retro Alex Shane res produced show. Like, he just will never go away, will he? Nope, absolutely not. And yeah, there's no way of of kind of getting getting rid of him for that that was the stuff now obviously you know this is you know as shows go it was it was a lot of fun obviously you got unique and exceptional circumstances in there yeah and you know i thought technically the show looked good i said to joe it looks better than ref pro yeah like you know what yeah maybe i shouldn't give them any grief like from a technical perspective the issue I had is when it was kind of into the personality pieces, because all I could think was really was what culture, and I was never into that because I had no interest in that stuff, and this yeah. stuff seemed to be playing exactly the same. I thought, oh, they might be promoting the magazine or whatever, and I get there's going to be a certain amount of publicity because, you know, it's their show and they're, they're running it. But at the same time, a lot of this stuff, like, I was just like, oh, it, it didn't feel like kind of, uh, it, everything felt, 
I don't know, like the backstage interview it's or stuff. Not, I felt embarrassed oh, that watching bad. that. That was bad. It was like yeah. WWE trope. Yes. I hate the backstage yeah. interview or stuff. I hate it. I just think leave that to Vince and his shite, basically. Don't go near it. But yeah, I think some of that, yeah, that those rest that advert they did for t-shirts, like that, that sort of showed a lack of knowledge of kind of advertising, if you ask me. Was that because... the Love Wrestling Screw Coronavirus amazing logo? Oh no, there was. Did you see there was another advert like, that was all oh, in no. slow mo? The Rampage Brown was in. Oh, I missed that. Bad. So it was like two, three minutes as an advert. And I was watching it thinking, like, adverts go this length at the cinema. Got to be really fucking good. Like those Guinness adverts. Yeah. That, um, what's his name? Who directed Sexy Beast? Jonathan Glazer. Jonathan Glazer directed. That are like some of the greatest pieces of advertising ever. Tick follows tick. Yeah, tick, yeah. Tick follows talk, follows tick, follows talk. And the old Italian man in the swimming contest. You know? Yeah. Da, da, Dominoes da, as well. Da, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, those are like adverts that stick in my head. It's like mm. long adverts that look good on a big screen and they were l- lengthy adverts or like little, mm. you know, mini films. Lads, and lads, this was like... Lads, I've got to tell you something. News just broke. WWE has confirmed WrestleMania won't be taking place in Tampa Bay. It will instead air live on pay-per-view on the WWE Network and will emanate from the WWE Performance Center. WrestleMania! <laughs> WrestleMania! Oh my god. They... This is Ryan Satin reporting it, so it'll be they true. They are fucking mad! <laughs> WrestleMania! Postpone it! Oh like, my god. Vince McMahon will not be defeated. They can't break. They can't do it. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I did say earlier that news could break, and there we fucking are. Yeah, they've. Uh... Hey, it's like stubbornly programmed AI at this oh point. My God, it really is. In coordination with local partners, government officials, WrestleMania, and all related events in type of Tampa Bay will will not take place. However, WrestleMania will still stream live Sunday, April fifth, on WWE Network and on pay per view at WWE's no. training facility in Orlando. <laughs> they fucked it. Like, what are they doing? This is the this is the end. It's the end. Morons. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, like, geez, it's WrestleMania. Just postpone it. Just postpone it. No, that they can take the financial hit. This is mad. <laughs> yeah, this is like crazy. Oh, this, crazy. Oh. this year with Vince McMahon, he's getting sued by shareholders. He's threatening that he's going to take pay-per-views off the network. He said it was going to get done in January or February. That didn't happen. You know, TV ratings are falling. He's demoting Triple H. He's sacking the t- he sacked the two top executives in WWE. I feel like this is end of days for his football we're experiencing altogether here. Yeah. Someone needs to like that like A fucking so, intervention. That they've got they so, this is it. This is like this is mad. This is like proper <laughs> proper man it's on his own network it's not like they're gonna like you know struggle because of lack of pay-per-view buys or anything it's not a hands-to-mouth existence it's wrestlemania do it in july it's, it's fucking insulting like it is to, it's like, gonna look bad to, yeah it's gonna be like to say the least the sorry that's the understatement of the year show. and like to think those fans are gonna be you know left disappointed and they, they'll understand because this is a you know a fucking pandemic but to do it in the PC as a replacement, that's bleak. That's proper, proper bleak. 
know the old thing about like bingo halls? Is yep. this not like worse than a bingo hall? Like yep. WrestleMania, the ECW arena would be considerably better. I'm not saying <laughs> I do that as an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't ever use the bingo hall line again now. And go, postpone it. WrestleMania PC. They're, they're sitting on massive TV deals. TV is where they make their money. There isn't the need. It's not like they're going bankrupt or anything else. They could just postpone this. Yeah. It may, it'll make them look bad. Imagine how bad it is. Like, Vince McMahon must think SmackDown was good. Like, imagine watching that does, show and does going... Does surprise you, though? Know? <laughs> do, do you think Vince likes old studio wrestling, as he probably refers to it as? Like, uh, maybe, like, superstars are wrestling. Uh, that's all we need. We'll get gor- where they had the Gorilla and Bobby in the studio, do that instead. Mate, they can't, they oh, can't change. They can't just adapt to schedule. They're, they're incapable of kind of proper contingency planning around <sighs> stuff like this and changing dates later on, rebooking stories. It's the problem when you've got like 22 writers as well. Because rather than having a few, a small, tight team scrambling together mm. to work this out, which I'm sure Big Tone and the lads are doing right now, you've got an insane man with like, what is it, 22, 25 writers or whatever. It, this is like, this is the peak of like the madness. And I know it can't be out because this is, you know, real life shit. Yeah, that's a god this, stuff. Yeah. This is mad. Hey, Joe. It's like, properly are you trolling me edge is gonna make his comeback in front of no fans oh my god he needs to pull out he just needs to say vince <laughs> mate, i'm wrestling in front of no fans man oh. like oh, do you have to go through with all the pyro and all the wrestlemania stage and the fuck lesnar at the pc goldberg oh. at the pc like this is insane oh. like properly insane is Taker going to come out? <laughs> no one. He's doing that on Raw tonight. Is he allowed to have a certain amount of druids? Is that restricted? <laughs> By the crowd. You just have to get like Cena and Reigns and all the rest of who are elsewhere on the card to come back out as druids. Oh my God. It was Yeah, it was Triple H going to have a band play him out if he turned out. Probably <laughs> be more suitable for a little band of venue. Do a good, good little live lounge set from here. You know, yeah. Maybe go acoustic for the night, possibly. You know, strip it all back. This is... Get himself a Motorhead tribute band in. Handing <laughs> through McIntyre fields. Oh my God, he's got his big WrestleMania moments. Like imagine when oh. they, in the years to come, JP, when they play this stuff back. <laughs> Drew McIntyre in front of yeah. no fans with the biggest moments in his career. Oh, what are they thinking? One of these things will not look like the others. You'll see the Bri- big Brian moment, the Seth Rollins moment, the McIntyre moment. I think... I know. <laughs> In fairness, it'll be quite fun watching Brock walk around just swearing throughout his match. You'll be able to very clearly hear it. That could be that'd be the little bit of fun you'd get from that. I think the feedback they're going to get on this, like, is going to be just yeah, people just saying postpone it. Like, no one wants to watch a wrestler. Well, the Vincels do, don't they? The kind of real hardcore Vincels. That's a good. I've never heard that. (laughs) that up. No, I, I think I stole it off someone online. That's fucking good. I'd that. like to claim it as my own. Is that yeah, the title that's... for the show now, Vincels? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing is PC as well. PC Mania running wild. You know it's going to run seven hours as well. They're not going to cut it down. We're oh all going to be sat God. there for like seven and a half hours watching this. I, Wait, it's I, almost like a I postmodernist wasn't... take on a mania, oh, isn't it? Performance arm, which is one of your yeah, favourite takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think they're going for that. No, nor do I. It's the warehouse like... and acne. Probably see a couple of lads sat around the ring, like builders doing the ring, cup of tea and and or something. Maybe <laughs> yeah. like brand a cup of tea, WrestleMania, like you know what the fuck? 
But this is like, this is ridiculous. Can anyone just make like a good a good reason for it? Like, because they are incapable of changing from a schedule because it takes too much for them to do it. it and makes he's got a seventy, a what is he, seventy five, seventy six yeah. year old man at the top of the tree who just can't adapt at this point in time. He's really got the energy, and ultimately he's the great dictator. You know, yeah. everything yeah. goes through the great dictator. He's the, I don't know, fucking Stalin, isn't he? Well, mm-hmm. At the top of the tree that you can't get past. And, you know, the great dictator's decision is final. Yeah, good film that as well. Right? <laughs> yeah. And Death of Stalin as yeah, well. Yeah, That's yeah. a cracking yeah. film. Um, this is... Yeah. The Death of Vincent Mann is going to be a great film the day it comes out. This will be this will be a pivotal chapter. The time Crazy Vince thought it was a great idea to to not just postpone Mania and run it another month, maybe blow some of the lower level matches off at like B at a B pay per view or something. Nah, let's run WrestleMania and probably I expect they'll run the Hall of Fame, NXT Takeover, all of the surrounding <laughs> no events. One. Hall of Fame to that's. I mean, I thought Dave Meltzer's wake that we went to in Manchester that time was like, as far as Hall of Fame ceremonies, I thought, this might, this seems pretty bleak. Johnny Gargano and Champa having their big blow up in front of no one. Ah, if you're Liger, don't turn up. Fuck it off. (laughs) Fucking hell, poor Liger. Yeah, fuck that off. They'll probably have the wrestlers, won't they? Would he even be able to travel, would he? Oh, yeah, there's a point. Yeah. 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 He's probably might well have dodged a bullet on that one. I though. think they just have the wrestlers, won't they? Sat in the PC with a mm. stage for the Hall of Fame. You can sort of, That might... You could probably a pull, seat between them for social yeah, distancing. You could probably pull that one off. <laughs> That's it. The rest of this, like, hours of content in front of no one. <laughs> Like, oh, my oh, God. For fuck's sake. Like, they may as well just abandon uh, the arena tour and just do everything with the PC. Well, I feel, like, I feel like I've done a 180 of emotions. I've kind of said this could be a lot of fun just laughing at them. Oh, I'm going to be like, laughing at it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to watch it. Like, we're all going to watch it, right? I'm not watching all of it, mate. I just can't. Nah. I wasn't going to watch it anyway. I was going to watch bits of it. Does like, this make you more of, or less likely? Um, less, because I can't watch full matches yeah. that I have no interest in anyway in front of no fans. Yeah. I will be watching bits of our curiosity. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but it's really, really unlikely that I'm going to be able to sit through this whole show. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, maybe if, you know, we're all off work and we're all on lockdown by that point and we're not doing anything, there's more chance I might end up watching it all, especially if I'm with JP, mm. possibly. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I... I I'd have to like be holding JP's hand to get through this. I think. I think you'd be falling asleep halfway through and me giving you a shove just to say right. You have to get, you have to get the oval teams on, mate. <laughs> we'll do for, for that one. I I don't even think the performance center could fit the WrestleMania sign inside it. So let alone like a ring and wrestlers. Like the, I, are they going to cosplay like this is the biggest moment of their lives <laughs> in front of no? Seriously. This is my WrestleMania moment. Is Rhea Ripley's big mania moment, perhaps beating Charlotte Flair, you know, celebrating the fact she's held on the NXT belt and there's no one cheering. There's no one there. There's no noise. <laughs> well, we're saying all these negative things, JP, but at least Wolfgang can turn around to his mates now and say, listen, I've trained at the same place that one, Jeff Hardy did a swanton bomb on Friday and two, a WrestleMania <laughs> took place. 
Yeah, oh, come that's on. sweet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's one of the worst tweets I've ever seen. Like, I love that. Like, the same week as well, like, Martin Kirby retired. And, like, I was saying on Twitter, like, Martin Kirby did not, you know, he didn't get, like, the biggest breaks. Mm. But Martin Kirby had a great career in Brit Res through hard work, got himself flown over to Dragon Gate, had two successful tours over there and retired. I would put Martin Kirby's career well above these fucking NXT UK marks who got to go, got to go wrestle in the Performance Center. Um, yeah, that's not an achievement by my books. Oh, his career, and like I said, I've seen some really nice stuff written about him. And I have to admit, there's a lot of stuff is I haven't seen because, I mean, in some ways, I wouldn't see him as, as far down. He's, he's obviously based like around kind of North Yorkshire is where he is. But my God, what a good and interesting career. And also, like you say, doing it at a time. Like Dee Moore, Mark, you mentioned earlier on, these kind of stables of the scene mm. who've been around um, a lot and have kind of given so much and have had like kind of interesting kind of careers it's funny you mentioned comparing against the kind of big stars it's like you talk about autobiography and football autobiographies the football autobiography about like the kind of journeyman mm. is so much more interesting than say the wayne rooney autobiography mm. where you think yeah or ashley coles you haven't got much to say Remember at the time, like buying Perry Groves autobiography because it came out the same time as the Ashley Cole one. It sold sold more copies, a lot more interesting. Good. Yeah, and like they're the kind of stories. So like you mentioned, like it's it's good to see the amount of love that Martin Kirby got. The fact he got to do a couple of Dragon Gate tours, a good career, probably quitting while he's got his health relatively there as well. Mm. You know, good luck to him. Yeah, he probably got a future in the business as well. I yeah, could see him, I could see him having a good career as a trainer. Oh so yeah, sort of just you know clicks with that sort of he's, thing straight away. He's so beloved that that's got to happen. Like I saw, like even like the likes of La- La- I saw him wrestle Lance Storm at a PCW show, like a random show, and they had a they had a banger of a match. And I remember listening to like Lance Storm with Brian Alvarez talking about how much he liked wrestling Martin Kirby and this other unnamed British wrestler that that was actually Joey Hayes. I just think he didn't remember his name. <laughs> but like I saw him do that, and then I also saw him in Wigan having a match where the uh, the loser of the match couldn't shop in the local Tesco. That was the stipulation. And like he can do that level of comedy. That's just Martin Kirby all over. Like that's he was such a such a fixture up here for such a long time. Yeah, great booking by old Jiggy Walker of GPW. <laughs> well there, I think yeah. he did have a hand in that one, yeah. They're wild storylines. Like, remember you, that dad, the one with Sam Gradwell, the one you explained with all the dad and lad stuff as well. Oh, no, that's Damon Lee. That's not her. That's not Martin Kirby. Oh, is it not? Yeah. That's... Which could, could do off. with a bit of that creativity for Mania, because <laughs> I tell you what, they'd liven up that show if they were doing <laughs> like, see, some sort of Tesco's angle. I'd be like, I'm officially more interested. Vin, Vin's in a supermarket. You imagine him, you think he set foot in a fucking Walmart ever? Like, <laughs> no. Uh, he'd probably, like, you know, ask him to roll out the fucking red carpet. He wouldn't even, he'd be above opening a Walmart, wouldn't he? It's I like that, st- <laughs> that story Court Bauer tells where, like, Vince didn't know what a, what a burrito was. He just kept asking for a steak wrap, because that's all he knew at us. That's Vince. Yeah, have you read the statement they released? No, for what? For WrestleMania. Do you want me to read it? Oh yeah, is it not the one I read before? In coordination with local partners and government officials. That's the one. Yeah. Do you read this one out? Yeah, mate, you were here. (laughs) Fucking zoned it out. (laughs) It's okay. It's the shock of the big news, mate. But yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? it is just... What about NXT TakeOver Tampa? Yeah, that'll be in the PC. <laughs> the day that? before, looking exactly the same. <laughs> and will be a much better show and shot and half the length. Well, like, the... In front of no one. It's all going to be shit. It, it's, it's like if this was... 
But it couldn't happen to a nicer group of bastards. <laughs> if this was the first, like, no fan show, you kind of go, ah, oh, out of curiosity, I want to see it. But at that point, we would have seen, like, three weeks of Raw, Smackdowns, yeah. NXTs, 205 Live from this dead venue. Fuck me. But you're right, couldn't happen to a nicer company. What do you think Fox are going to be making of this? <laughs> they're seeing these kind of empty arena shows week. I suppose it's not the time or place for saying about. Yeah, We're sort yeah. of existing in a world where we're getting the news every once in a while, being reminded. Oh yeah, that's why all of this stuff is actually happening. But you can make better um, decisions considering the circumstances. I think is you could do. Oh, yeah, this is a great opportunity yeah, for AW. Cancel. You know, the 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 the, play, the 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 playing field is level. And I'm very confident AEW put on a much... They, they do much better with the restrictions than WWE do over these next few weeks. Like I, I think that's, that goes without saying, doesn't it? They'd be less po-faced. Mm. Like, all the stuff about the SmackDown, like you say, about the formula, not knowing how to break it at all. They're just locked into, this is how we do it, and this is how it is. They'd have some fun. Rather like NWA, where they're kind of doing stuff on the fly with the promos and the rest of it. I think there's a lot of them kind of would be thinking like Jericho, how much fun he could have doing like kind of studio wrestling set and the rest of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of stuff about that makes it enjoyable. You are right, mate? Sorry. I've been hitting the mute no. button a lot throughout the show. I wasn't sure if I was hitting it on time. Missed it that one. I'm oh, okay. have you been hitting mute? Fair play, man. That's the first one that snuck through. Well, oh, that's good. We'll do well. If they have, uh, you know, if they're sort of scrambling for storylines of AEW and postponing a few things, pushing the back of it, get, maybe if, you know, contractually it works out. Get the king of um, studio wrestling for a little mini storyline. Get Nick Aldis in. I honestly oh, thought he, that. He, I thought bring, well on these shows. Not just Aldis, though. Bring in the entire NWA yeah. and get them to consult on how you put on a TV show with minimal fans. Like, I feel like, yeah, those lads should be in there helping AW out for the next few weeks. Yeah, I'll be up for a little bit of crossover. Let him bring the NWA title along as well. I think there's something, possibly something there. Mm. Spark a bit of interest as well. It's just like a so little... If coronavirus goes away, NWA will have won the wrestling war after all of this time. That's Billy Corgan, you know, went to a bloody wet market in China and was like, hey. Just started the whole thing off. <laughs> Smashing pumpkins tour in China. I don't know. Yeah, some bat suit while he was out there. Anybody some tiger meat from a fucking market? <laughs> Rhinoceros as well, wasn't it? We saw in that video. Yeah, he's genuinely like bear um, farms where yeah. they can farm with a thousand bears and shit. Fuck this me. is all fitting yeah. together. And they used to end yeah, up it, with it some bat suit like, and stuff. I, I, honest, I mean, I'll trust Vox on this. There's lots of sources not to believe at the moment, but Vox are generally pretty yeah, rock solid. Sources of the, yeah. the, the um, YouTube comment or the youtube blurb i think if i'm rightly yeah mm. it's not alex jones we got this from no, no, no. <laughs> thank god it sounds worrying <laughs> oh well, there we go well, how, how do we even move on from wrestlemania i mean fuck me i don't know how we can i'm sure we'll have more thoughts as uh as it kind of sinks in a bit more but i don't know have you guys been, what have you guys been doing this week well while this has all been going have you been watching any wrestling anything anything coming up uh, i watched tried watching some carrot and oh my god I found it a real struggle. Like, I get that you had a good time out there, Ben. I, I think we probably would still would have had a good time if we were out there. It yeah. looked like a good laugh. But, man, watching some of this wrestling, I was like, I am so glad I didn't go. Wow. Uh, I just feel completely detached from it. Um, I, yeah, I just was bored. Like, really bored. Um, the night one stuff, I thought was... You know, I liked Irie Taurus. I thought that was good mm. fun. I thought Taurus was really quite impressive. He's someone I'd like to see a few other oh, places. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Really yeah. got something to offer. Like, really got something about him. I tell you what, I 
just flicking through it, I was like painfully bored. The crowd didn't seem invested. The crowd were quieter. They may have been bigger. The crowd were way quieter than they've been at any carrot in years. I think I've seen every carrot since like 2016, I want to say. Or I've seen bits of everyone since 2016. You know, various bits from others over the years. But this, for me, was the crowd least invested in anyone or anything. And I was looking at the lineup. I was thinking, yeah, there's not really any sort of like proper homegrown guy that they could invest in here and go on a journey with over the course of a tournament. I mean, if Star was in the tournament, they would have had someone else to invest in as well. Not there. I think WWE Tane was all over this show. And like the reality of it, it finally settled. And therefore, the crowd struggled to get into bits of it. I don't know what it was like in the arena, but the crowd seemed so bored. And it made me really bored. Like, there were some good wrestlers in there, but it didn't feel like 16 carat to me. Mm. It felt like a tournament of that would kind of, I don't know, rush together to some extent because of people dropping out. It, there was a variety of talent in there, but realistically, it didn't feel like there was anyone that was a crowd favorite but they were really urgent to win it yeah i just could not get into it even at night two i watched and like jp told me that he liked that bit with the young guns and ridgeway and scotty davis mm. i ran to that bit of the match i was fucking bored oh, i watched wow. about five minutes and was like i am so bored i'm flicking through this i was painfully bored there's no sound mm. from the crowd like we're talking about empty arenas i preferred the empty arena matches i saw tonight I watched that Speedball Bandido match as well. Yeah, it was good. There were some stunning moments in there. I, I can't say I thought it was anything special. It felt just very indie, which is fine mm. because they're independent wrestlers. And I think both guys are fucking great. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if it was my mood. I don't know if it's the w, subconsciously it's the WWE and the promotion that just mm. takes me out of it. Or the coronavirus getting to you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know if it was that at this point in time. Um, maybe, you never know. Maybe a general mood thing. But then the other stuff I watched around it, before yeah. and after, I was enjoying it. It wasn't mm. wrestling stuff, but I was into it. But I just was so detached from it. So oh. bored. And I thought, 40 minutes for Bobby Gunn's <laughs> I love David Starr. Bobby Guns should not be going 40 minutes. And I've not got 40 minutes of my life to give to Bobby Guns. If I'm going to watch two wrestlers wrestle 40 minutes, they've both got to be of a standard. They've both got to be of, a, say, a David Starr level, right? Can't watch it. I watched Starr's promo on YouTube, which was great. But I didn't watch the match. And I don't think I'm going to bother watching any of Night 3. And I think from here on in, I'll never watch any 16 carat ever again. Because oh. it's only well, it's only down in. Yeah. What's the point in carrying on with something? that's got WWE taint all over it. We carried on with progress for a bit, reluctantly. It was shit. It got shitter. I watched less and less progress as time went on and would watch the odd match from shows I was told I had to watch for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was watching 16 Carat because I did a wrestling yeah. podcast. Yeah. And I never want to be in a situation where I have to reluctantly watch stuff because I do a wrestling podcast. Because at that moment, it feels like work. Yeah. And this should never feel like work because I have to do plenty of things that I don't want to do for work and I just get on with it because it's work. But, you know, my time outside of that is my own personal time. And you know what? I was watching this stuff thinking, fuck me. I wish I was watching Miss Sour <laughs> kicking some ass again like I was last week. Get me some boss man and all Japan back on. <laughs> like, maybe it was because I was on that all Japan high and that was the last wrestling I'd watched before this other than, say, AEW. But... 
yeah, it, I just was not into it on any level. And it's a real shame because I really did love WXW. And it's another product that that shower of shite who were running <laughs> the biggest show of the year in a gym because they can't be bothered to adapt. <laughs> I probably visit a gym about the same size several times a week. Um, yeah, massive shame. And yeah. Uh, WXW, as far as I'm concerned, is done. Wow, I, I I don't think you're an extreme outlier either, there, Joe. Like I said to you in our Facebook chat, like there there were so many extreme opinions in either end. Like night three, particularly. I know you didn't. I don't think you got that far, but like there were people talking about it as one of the best shows he'd ever seen, and people talking about it as one of the worst shows he'd ever seen. And the people who thought it was one of the worst shows he'd ever seen to a man were the people who were like, I don't like this NXT UK stuff. I don't like the the vibe I'm getting behind Karen Awabi and the winner. I don't like the vibe I'm getting of Alexander Wolf coming out and getting like a monster pop from the mostly local German fans. But I have heard reports of like some of the hardcore WXW fans are kind of feeling the same way we do. Um, I can understand that to be honest. I, I mean, again, I love Bandido Mike Bailey. You know, it's a spot match, and it, that is what it was. I just thought it was a, a high level one of those matches, but I can see, you know, get it, it live. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I can see if the and it felt like the atmosphere was yeah. great live, and that's another one of those things, isn't it? Like while you're there, it when you're in it, you can think that, and then you come back and you watch the VOD, and maybe it's not there. Um, I know I'm going to talk about it with Jamesy on BWN. I know he was banging mm. to the the, the Karen, not Karen, uh, David Starr and Bobby Guns match. But, you know, a 40-minute self jobs are very much a Jamesy special. And I was more into it on the night than, than maybe I would be watching it back on VOD, knowing the results, and I can understand why you wouldn't have put that one on, Joe. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a weird time in the promotion because, for me, I still thought there were very good matches over the weekend, but I think you've na- you hit nail on the head with as far as, like, who are the German guys we're supposed to get behind? Like, one of the WXW promoters was on Twitter the other day saying, oh, it's easier for fans to say, you know, oh, all my favourites are leaving, but there's wrestlers who are going to step up. He was basically saying, remember what Progress said? You know, there's guys who are going to step up, there's mid-carders who are going to be the, the next big stars, and you'll love them just as much. And it's like, mate, Ilya Dragunov, Walter, David Starr, Tim Thatcher, these are levels of wrestler that Julian Pace fucking the rotation and Yearn Simmons just aren't going to be, you know, in a million years. And, like, this was a tournament where that did, I think you're completely right there, that did completely stand out because there wasn't anybody from the field where you go, oh, yeah, that could be the local hero who could go all the way. Like, that wrestler didn't exist this time. Um, it's what it's what Lucky Kid was to us last year. Yeah, remember like, Lucky Kid? Even though, and that's one of the other things that kind of took it away as well is just how cooled off that had gone i haven't got to night three yet think of how molten the crowd were for those lucky kids we were hugging andy ogden when yeah. he won we yeah. were losing the plot in that final oh, like yeah. that was great because had that genuine kind of obviously it was walter as well, well they, that, they did a really good job of playing into that w yeah. taint last year and the heat didn't they whereas mm. this year it feels like it's really sort of taken over if anything and like you say those guys have gone Star not because of WWE, obviously, mm. because of well, because of WWE, but yeah, yeah, so. yeah, um, but yeah, it just that'd be a heel turn, fuck me, it would, <laughs> yeah, it feels like you know, there's no one there to sort of make other guys now as well, which mm. is a real problem. And they've kind of de pushed absolute Andy, mm. pushed him further down the card at a time where. I think he's injury he's just, prone, he's, I Yeah, I think that's oh, the he? thing. He's uh, better off in the tag team. I think he's yeah. back and... Okay. Yeah. Plus, they Mike. put the tag belts on him, so I'm not, I'm not so, so sure on the deep push. They did, like, kind of centre night two around him. 
No, but I mean, in terms of him not in a no tournament, you could, you could use him in like a veteran role in a tournament, you know, to yeah. put some of the younger, like if you want to make it, say, a Julian Pace, could you have done that with mm. him? Possibly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, real shame. Um, Where were you on a GP? So, of the first day that I've watched, I have to say the crowd don't come across as particularly hot on the first day. Yeah. I'm I'm very ch- I'm very wary of giving like Alan Coonan's a great commentator for WXW. Oh, he was missing. He is a He's fucking missing. amazing commentator. Yes, and I love hearing his voice whenever I watch WXW. And I think he sells the stories, the history around the story. I love seeing him doing New Japan. Oh yes, yeah, so I think yeah. he'd be Chris Charlton if he ever couldn't do a spate of shows. I think Alan would be a great step in. I think he could do. Um, the kind of Tanay role really, yeah. really well, but he also gets the emotion across in WXW. Uh, he was re- a real loss. And it was the commentary. Go, sorry, Jay. Yeah, I was, yeah. The comment, the commentary isn't good. Well, Andy Jackson isn't good. And I'm very churlish about it, really, because for neither of them is English their first language. So I feel like a complete asshole for saying it. But something does get lost on the commentary for it. And Sebastian Hallmichael's a good guy, but I think in some ways... Do you know him? I've met him at the few times oh, uh, right. there as well. But I think somehow just tonally, it just didn't feel right for the tournament. And that's one of the things that Alan's great at doing is being able to kind of bring across kind of how important the tournament is and the meaning and the history of it as well. And it's those things that kind of miss. You've got that. The production values are, are amazing, as always. And, that's you good. know, great great videos for it but the crowd itself didn't come across as particularly loud that is something that was noticeable i didn't find myself necessarily disliking it but i would say a lot of the issues in terms of there was no nobody in that field who there's i've kind of got an emotional pull to were you drawn in by it though? well i was i was watching it because i was kind of i'm always kind of curious how it comes across there's always a production aspect that i like watching with wxw if I was going to pick someone to just go in on for the weekend, mate, I wouldn't have had him win it. Someone like Julian Pace for it. It felt like, like at least then there would have at least be that kind of homegrown effort. I know there's an issue where I don't think they're booking Veit Muller anymore. And he, Why? he, he might have been good. He, he cancelled like three days before the show. Uh, they weren't yeah. very, they weren't very uh, positive about him when we asked him about it at the media conference. I think he's done with WXW. Um, yeah, and you see, there was a picture of him though, him and his daughter out like an aquarium. Mm. He's like selling a toddler as well, so clearly there might have been some sort of family thing going on. God knows, but anyway, the um, yeah, it felt like it was missing that kind of character. So there's a lot of kind of bodies there. Like for example, if, I know Jeff Cobb was a late interruption as well, but in some ways, you wondered whether or not there was something like a bit more local it could have gone with as well. Someone. Get bad bones back. <laughs> yeah, maybe not doing the yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage thing, but like, yeah. Yeah, like what the fuck's he and doing? The Mac. Imagine the pop. Where's the, yeah, where's the Mac? I don't sure. know. Yeah. It's got a weird internal politics in Germany. Imagine yeah. the pop if you got bad bones back. And, you know, he's credible there. Yeah. I'm sure he'd step back in. He's been away for two years. I'm sure he'd have some credibility there. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked it any more than Joe did, but I kind of get where Joe's coming from. It's like, and he, he was telling me before this is like when he loses it with the promotion, he loses it. It's just the point where it's like, you're sorry, you've lost me. Yeah. And it kind of, you said, ah, you there are better things in life to do than waste your time in a dead promotion, basically. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's watch wrestling that's got life and isn't got WWE taint all over it. 
and isn't a product for them to ultimately put on the network. He's saying, let's be positive. Is there any left? Um, I'm saying, let's be positive <laughs> by watching wrestling that isn't WWE influenced yeah. rubbish. Fair enough. Um, and being positive, I'm going to be positive by getting straight back on the new Japan, all Japan horse when I get the chance. Good luck. Yeah. Back on the 90s binge. I'm just going to pretend that I'm living in the 90s. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to go full. Um, Maybe my version of Brexit. So rather than like <laughs> impact my vision of the post-war era or the 70s, I'm going to go full 90s, you know. Tony Blair. I'm going to go full, you know, Blairism. Gazetta Football Italia. Absolutely. Britpop. The Spice Girls. The Hooch. Spice Boys. The Spice Boys, indeed, yeah. <laughs> but a few bottles of hooch, you know. Uh, you know what I watched today, actually? Ben Sherman. Baggy Ben Sherman. Shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that what you wore? Shoes. Pods, they were big. Classics. Yeah. You are? Pods were big. I, like my first nights out when I was 17, 18, it was Ben Sherman <laughs> with the top button done and pods. I'm, a, I'm a, basically my school pants. That that was like, that was the the outfit of choice in Liverpool in the, uh, in the early 2000s. I'd like to see the word come back as a revival from the 90s. Oh, if you bought it was a calibre as well, eh? <laughs> That's, I'm, not gonna go, I'm not going to go into it now, but yes. JP loves a bottle of Calibre. I, I don't love week. a bottle of Calibre. It would be something I would drink when watching The Word when I was like 13. <laughs> Do you ever watch The Word, Benno? Don't think so. Don't think I ever watched it. I know what it is. All I've seen it like flashbacks and stuff. Just YouTube, The Word, The Hopefuls, and you'll get the entire tone of what parts of that show was like. It was just a fucking mess. No wonder <laughs> those Calibres get through those fucking segments. My mum week. would let me drink non-alcoholic beer and I would drink it and make these monster kind of club sandwiches and sit up watching the word. <laughs> I was 13 at the time. Yeah. What was in the sandwich? Oh, it tended to be like sort of big sort of ham salad sandwiches, really. Oh, ham salad. Occasionally like do a bit of bacon, do a BLT. Nice. Yeah. What sort of bread? Oh, it was mainly kind of, <laughs> mum always would have like, you know, just standard white bread. It was the, uh, it was the early nineties, Joe. No, like crusty bread or tiger bread. Mate, it was that. a different world. Barrymore was massive. You saw what Barrymore Dad, was like. crusty loaves of bread in the nineties. Yeah, 90s. it was a different time, mate. They sold crusty loaves of bread in the nineties. I still, my man used to Maybe when Labour came in in 97, all that changed. But <laughs> Blair fixed it all. He did. No, can't say that these days. No bombs back then, JP. No. Watch a bit of WrestleMania. What like about, these days. What about some club sandwiches? I'll have a club sandwich <laughs> or watching or watching WrestleMania. Not caliber. And some crisp. No, not caliber. Not caliber at all. They don't make it anymore. They went bust. Are they for not? I'm assuming so. What about? Um, but so it could be owned by another bigger brewery, but they just stopped making. I'll get you some. It tastes bro- like piss. Brewdog nanny stay. That's a non-alcoholic beer. I don't want non-alcoholic <laughs> beer. It was an age thing at the time because I was third. I don't know how much more I can stress this. <laughs> I can't imagine you as being a child, Joe. I feel like you've always been a grown-up man. Uh, so do I. At times, quite often. Did you sound like this when you were like that. eight? I reckon you had yeah, this voice when you were about like seven. I didn't go through a six pack of caliber. It might have been two. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sakes. Uh, so, oh, we've got off the rails, haven't we? Well, speaking of the 90s on an old school thing, just today, because I had not, not much else to do. I, yeah. my, my mates, Matty, Gary and crew have been doing like a, they've been using Twitch tonight to, to all watch the same like retro wrestling shows. I've missed out sadly because we were doing this podcast. But earlier today, Matty was watching uh, WrestleMania 7. So I threw that on. Oh, uh, you, know, I'm, you know, it's still WWE, but it's back when, you know, it's the proper stuff. 
I only watched like the first yeah. hour and a half, and in the first hour and a half there was, because this was one of like the first VHSs I owned, like I, I think the very first one was Survivor Series 91, with Undertaker and um, and Hogan, and they, they did mm. like the, the Tuesday in Texas aftermath, all that stuff, and I think the second one I owned was WrestleMania 7, because I've had so many memories watching this show back, mm. but like literally in the first hour and a half there was the Rockers against the Barbarian Haku, which is a brilliant match, like the Rockers was coked up Marty Jannetty, can still sell. You can see it in his when eyes. When wasn't he coked up, mate? Oh, mate, he was literally rubbing his nose the entire match and his eyes were in the back of his head. And I tell you what, he did a sell job better than any modern wrestler still out there. Maybe maybe there's a secret to that. Maybe maybe Vince needs to coke up all these wrestlers when they go out for this uh, MTU to WrestleMania. <laughs> there was, uh, I went on, I think it'd add a bit of edge to it, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, it would. I gave it four stars on Grapple. Texas Tornado and, D- Texas Tornado and Dino Bravo gave a star and a half. That wasn't very good. British yeah, Bulldog and Warlords was, was all right. Gave that two. It had a finish. I think that's the main reason I gave it more than one star because that's the type of match. On the, Remember on these paper, you'd buy like this the VHS for the big pay-per-view and then the finish would be a bullshit finish just so they could sell house shows that you'd never see the result to. That had happened all the time. So it didn't happen there. That was good. Heart Foundation and the Nasty Boys, one of the last, I think it's one of the last times Brett and Jim Nidal turned up at teams with the Heart Foundation. And we mm. pick of the litter and I gave it three and a half on Grapple because the average was sitting at two stars and I thought it was bullshit. Jake Roberts and Rick Martel in the blindfold match. Like, is it just me with my rose-tinted glasses as a kid? I love this thing. I thought this was fucking... You know, as far as a match where you take, like, one bump, this was magnificent. This was why Jake Roberts was such a great worker. I can remember it. I stayed up and watched this live at my mate's house. Did so you? I sat up and watched Mania 7 as it happened. Did you have a six-pack? I didn't have any calipers that <laughs> night. <laughs> 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 You walked into that one, mate. I did. I did. You walk into too many beverage-based drinks. What I drink is of permanent fascination (laughs) to you two. I can't understand because it's really dull. Most of the time, it's like lime and sparkling water. But there we go. Even that, mate. Sparkling We've had this debate before. It's all right. It still seems fancy to me. Um, So I stayed up and watched it. And... Again, always hated the Ultimate Warrior. Was wanting Randy Savage, Savage to win. Like, um, yeah, the Martel. I remember liking it as a kid. I won't lie. I probably haven't seen it for the guts of twenty odd years. I can remember. I'm, it just this. Am I right to think they just crisscross against each other the whole time? Yeah, and Jake Never kind quite. of Jake points at him in the crowd cheer, and then they boo when he yeah. goes in the opposite direction, and he almost DDTs the ref. It was proper campy. But for its time, you know, I'm surprised they never brought it back. This is a gimmick I feel like you could still do today. Maybe, maybe, like, you could see MJF pulling it off in AEW. I know we've not been a big uh, MJF podcast recently, but that's the type of thing I think he could do well. Oh, he's got Jake there to learn from as well, hasn't he, for that? Um, obviously, depending on how self-isolation goes, we're going to end up watching all of these kind of... No, I can't see you um, being. I can't be you're not here at WWF. I've seen loads of it. You, you can you can watch what was going on in all Japan in the equivalent year. I'm up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. We'll do like yeah. Alvarez's uh, we retro show where they do Raw and their Nitro from the same week. We'll do all Japan and WWF from the same week and see how we Look, get on. I'll be honest. I'm really open to WCW. I'll oh yeah, any WCW from that era. WWF. I get kind of bored. I'm um, up for it. I've seen loads of it, but yeah. WCW, WWF, and all Japan. 
Uh, well, not, it won't be a pay-per-view. No, no. Uh, Look, we uh, might need the content big... these next few weeks, lads. This might be something we have to really visit. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. JP, if you're up for watching some WCW, I'll pop round and we could watch... Always uh, up for watching Wrestle WCW. WrestleWar 91, bit of WrestleWar 92. Yep. Maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. Halloween Havoc 90. I'm Chamber of Horrors. He'll always be... Ron Simmons will always be my WCW world champion. Who's he against on that show? Uh, he's against Luger two out of three falls. Why anyone thought that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they, that, you, know, that one. <laughs> you, you ask questions about WCW, and you go, oh, yeah, oh. That, was, that was Jim Erd as well. Beach Blast 92, great American Bash 92. Yeah. I'm yeah. well up for a bit of that. Yeah. We, we'll Twitch it or yeah. something. We'll, we'll work it out. I'll be up for watching that as well. Oh, yeah. And then the Davy Boy Smith era when he comes in, when is it, late 93? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think it's earlier than that because he's on Beach Blast 93, isn't he? That's, That's right, because, yeah, Luger left WCW in 92 and was in WF in 93, and I think Bulldog, yeah, made the opposite switch. Yeah, he did. They were, yeah, and they pushed him as a big star, didn't they? Mm, he's yeah. going into the Hall of Fame, which, again, he <laughs> was, yeah. Spring in front of no one. 94. That's a great pay per view as well. You ever seen no, that? Okay. Uh, Blair Steamboat main event. No, but I'm up for it. There's a really good. Bossman, is it Bossman Vader? Fuck, I'm gonna have to look that up. There's a really good Bossman. Was he not like the Guardian Angel at that point and stuff? I like think that. it was just the boss, wasn't the it? The boss. Oh yeah. Let me look it up. Carry on. Yeah, all right <laughs> for that. So if we're looking for content, there you know, right. I think I think that's definitely the way we can go with this, aren't we? Yeah. And we've sorted it out on air yet again. It's either that or soulless WWE shows in front of nobody. Um, or you know, AW might pull it out because that's pretty much the only that- stuff that's going to be happening these next few weeks. I'll watch the AEW, but I think the WWE stuff, for the sake of my own sanity, I can't watch. Yeah, I can't. Well, you've got to prepare yourself for a seven-hour WrestleMania, mate. So. No, I, I, I don't know. That seems like the kind of thing that you'd, you'd almost cut to the scene of Malcolm McDowell having his eyes pried open in um, a Clockwork <laughs> Orange, wouldn't you? For a seven-hour show in front of no one, while people are pretending they're getting massive responses. And Michael Cole's talk, talking about one of the great WrestleMania moments. And there's like 20 people there to observe it live. Oh, Nasty Boys against Cactus Jack and Max Payne. Oh, I three fights. Steve Austin versus the great Mooter. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bunkhouse Buck versus Dustin Rhodes. A fucking awesome match. Yeah, Vader versus the Boss. Great match. Yeah, some good stuff on Spring Stampede 94. There you go. There's a teaser for everybody. Hillman versus Regal. Yeah, getting on this. One for you, JP. Johnny B. Bad versus DDP. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one for JP? Johnny B. Bad. I was going to say, JP had a bit of a thing for him, yeah? I, it wasn't that. It was those early WCW videos, him and Van Hammer doing the intro at the start of it. Do, do you not remember that? Yeah, you, I do. you must have seen these on these videos. Yeah, yeah. And they were at the top of the um, BT Tower. Yeah. I remember. Not great. <laughs> Van, Van, Van Hammer, not really. Uh, he was in the flock, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he, he made it into uh, WCW Revenge, so, you know, that's a, that's a good career as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Is that oh. the, who are you saying there? What do you reckon? Time for bed? Call it a night? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think, we, I think we've clearly exhausted all possible subjects. We, We're just we listing really up WCW matches now. Uh, I don't know. Did anyone have anything to say on AEW's TV from last week? I couldn't even pay attention to it, so I haven't really got any takes. It, it came yeah, at a bad news time, didn't in it? Yeah, all same I'll, here. It took me a while to actually watch it. All I'll say is I found the the um, rating really fascinating because mm. I think you've clearly got like a base of like 600 and so thousand 
for NXT of like weirdos or Vince Sales, as you put it, JP, <laughs> who are like hardcore WWE, live in this weird fake universe with a fake language, abide by everything they do, and like the, they're like fully invested in the cult, basically. The cult is real. They're like, uh, you know, Vince is like the David Miscavige figure, and they're like the Scientologists <laughs> who have, you know, signed up to the program. Yeah. Whereas AEW clearly has an audience of more, I don't know, um, people who have broader interests, maybe, mm. such as us, who like things other than wrestling and who adapt to the real world when real happenings are occurring mm. and might prioritise other things in life rather than, you know, good wrestling when other things are going on. And I thought that was really, really clear with how that rating panned out. And you know what? I'll take a more realistic, good-natured, broad interest sort of uh, audience over a bunch of fucking Vince cells, which is a term that I'm going to wear out over the next few months. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And it's what we're calling this podcast for sure. Um, before we go, what's the note that uh, CM Punk did the tweet just now that I thought was brilliant. He put, uh, well, that's one way to make sure Roman finally not get, get doesn't get booed and nobody chants for me. Good tweet. <laughs> Appreciate that. that. That's actually, yeah, that, that's as good as he's done in anything in the last Three, four years. <laughs> Live a national anthem or America the Beautiful or whatever it is they do. You know, at the beginning of the oh, show. Oh, so awkward. Any celebrity appearances this year as well? Well, when I watched the uh, Mania 91, it was uh, Willie <laughs> Nelson. Anthony so Fauci from the Centre for Disease Control. <laughs> yeah. Just get Alex Patel in it. He does it. Yeah, oh, just, there you just go. for it. Get him in. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention is apparently Eddie Kingston left the UK, so yeah, Brit Res is officially yeah. dead again. I'm good to the that. Like, uh, if this if this virus is if, if the reason behind it is this bloody virus, then it might be one of the worst things it's done. That because Eddie Kingston has literally made created more interest in the Brit Res and Europe scene these last couple of months for me than pretty much like you'd have to go back to Riddle and Chris Hero when they were over. He's not having them level of matches, but as far as like creating interest for me, like I'm good to these going on. He, he had a great little tour. Oh, you're you're a big lover of Kingston, aren't you? Absolutely love him for that. But you know what? Legend. At a time when there was not much in the way of the kind of big indie stars, and like you say, he's not having the matches of like a hero and of the kind of job no. that they did. But it was important at the time because it was kind of a really a desperate time, and it wasn't the kind of figure like that you could rely on staying over here for a couple of months and mm. you know seemed to do well for himself. I can't remember anything about the kebab shop conversation. I was going to say, we got that kebab shop photo, so, you know, successful. I remember looking at him. He smiled. (laughs) I smiled back. I remember nothing else. I don't know if words are exchanged or anything. You could think I'm an absolute prick, but, um, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he had to get the hell out of Dodge, didn't he? Because it was caused panic at the airports of him flying back. So, yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Edward. Indeed, good luck, Edward. And yeah, that's it for us for another week. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about next week. I assume we'll be talking AEW and whatever they try and do. Maybe we'll have more to say about Mania and whatever the hell or else Vince's, Vince's brainworms uh, brings out over these next couple of weeks, next week or so. But mostly it's going to be a case of hopefully the three of us are still alive and kicking next week and we could uh, come back and do another podcast next Monday, JP. And it's plug. Sorry, anything to plug? Um, stay healthy. Stay healthy, yeah, plug mm. that. Um, yeah, look after yourself. Wash your hands. Isolate if you don't feel well. Yeah, wash your hands, do that kind of stuff. You know, that's the most important thing at the moment. And, yeah, and somehow we'll... Yeah, I, I wanted to do something when I sounded like 
I was going to go a bit sort of like you know stiff upper lip and British spirit and the rest of it. Like Common Jer- sense. You sounded a bit like Jerry Springer on the Springer's final four. Do I? There. I wasn't intending to. No. <laughs> Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter, JPJP. That's a much more important thing to plug than the general self and safety of the population of the planet. Indeed. And anyone, if you feel sick like I did, ring in work. It'll still be there next week. Uh, don't 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 have any regrets doing that. I know yeah. some people who've uh, who've gone into work with their worse symptoms than me, and I think it's a very dumb thing to do. So, oh, that's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. 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 If you learn anything from this week, follow my plan. I'm staying home. I'm watching. I'm watching WrestleMania '91. I'm gonna watch them '1994 WCW. It, it, I could could have a much. Uh, are you worse gonna watch Spring Stampede? Are you? Gonna have to now, mate. Now that, now that you've pimped it, so. get on it. You sold me on that card as well. There you yeah. go. So that yeah, everyone get your ratings in on Grapple as well. If you do watch that, download yeah. the Grapple app, follow Grapple on Twitter at Grapple app, follow me on Twitter at Benson Richard Ian. Yeah. Bye, Huckleback Crook. We'll be back next Monday with another show. Bye. See ya. <laughs>